Legionnaires, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 of RPG Digest. Yay! And it happens to be our 31st episode overall. 31 times we have regaled you with our joy and happiness. And the other stuff that I like to do. Because in this live stream <laughs> formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. I, me, myself, and I, am John Maxley Auschlow. Your favorite, most cherished, curmudgeon critic, judge, executioner. What comes after that? What comes after executioner? After executioner, I guess it's just a caretaker, mortician. Judge of souls. <laughs> <laughs> and along with me as always, well, back because he left me alone last week, all alone, is the much more reasonable and hent- centered. Not hentered. I don't know what hentered is, but I said it. Uh, <laughs> Brett, Ethan, Doc, Christmer. How are you today, sir? I am well. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well as well. I don't like that view. Great. <laughs> that was huge. <laughs> we really went their faces <laughs> on that one. No, but uh, yeah, uh, happy new year to everyone. And uh, I hope uh, hope everyone is going to have a, a better year than last because most of us didn't have a great year last year. That's just the way it was. Accept it. Move on. Accept it. Move on. I mean, hey, as a Legion of Myth as a whole, we did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Comparatively okay. speaking. I but, mean, uh, you yeah. know. Since I'm I'm I was retired anyway, my life didn't really change a whole lot. And well, go anywhere and do anything. The amount of time that you have to spend educating your kid now. Yeah. Okay. That that's that's the only thing that actually changed. The the amount of time that uh, I spent as school teacher uh, drastically increased from ten uh, percent to eighty percent. Crafty says judgment is next. Nice. I already said judge and execution, but we'll go straight to judgment after that. Oh, hey, it, uh, Indigo Dragon. I'm not going to talk about it today, but. Uh, I bought that game. We'll just leave it at that. It'll be on okay. the show at some time in the future. All right. Whenever we can. I don't know what uh, that is, but I'm a little, I'm a little scared now. He, uh, he, Indigo he Dragon, Lost Ogre, how you doing? And Noro, because she is a freeloader, just like me. <laughs> Her life didn't change either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you move back to the States, you got to get a job, woman. Oh, uh, wait, what is... Why is his name green? Oh, he's subscribed to us. Oh, it's hey. Crafty. He's a subscriber, like a full-on subscriber on full YouTube. Full-on. Look at that. Thank you very much, Crafty. I was like, why is that name green? Because <laughs> oh, we don't you, have any Today of is your day off. God damn it. Well, he just kind of noticed it. Uh, what is it? He just posted on Discord, like, right before the stream went live. Like, yeah. So. Doing good. That's good. Awesome. Well, let's see. Uh, 
got a show to do at some point here. Oh, and I got to ask you what I always ask you. I didn't get to ask yeah. you last week, so I've already forgotten about it. How was your week? Well, a little weird. Uh-oh. A little weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, do tell. Do tell. Okay. Uh, this is all co- computer issue. I don't know if anyone cares about it, but uh, it was upsetting me. It upsets anyone when you're working on your computer, you're watching a video, you know, doing something and suddenly it just shuts off. Just shuts off. Son of a bitch. I turn it back on. I go into BIOS. I check the check the heat. 30 degrees. It's fine. Go back in, figure it's an anomaly. You know, one one time. You know, one one point is not a pattern, not even a line. All right. Then next day it happened again. I'm like, all so, right. So one time is an incident. Second time is a coincidence. Third time is a trend. Exactly. So I went, okay, okay, let's let's check some stuff out. So, you know, I, I checked the voltages. They all seemed good. Everything seemed fine. I did a memory test. I'm like, okay, it all passed. All right, turn it back on. And then it went dead. This time it wouldn't come back. So I opened it up. I hit the power button as I was listening. I heard the power supply go click, click. And then I hit the switch in the back of the power supply, turn it off, turn it back on, reset, turn it on again, click, click. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Okay, it's power supply, bad power supply. This is supposed to be a good power supply, but hey, you know what? Them's the brakes, right? So I go to the store, get a new one, come back, pop it in, nothing, nothing. I'm like, okay, this is this is weird. I got two bad power supplies in a row. Probably not. So I went to this computer right here, my son's school computer, took out the old thermal take power supply from this thing, popped it into my computer, everything came right back on. Like, did did I really get two bad power supplies? Okay. So I put my old power supply and the one I just bought into the school computer, came right on. So I went into Windows to check for the error file and it gave it said computer unexpectedly shut down well thanks bro <laughs> appreciate it i gathered that I one love specificity. Shut down. yeah so the only thing i could think of is that the motherboard is is uh on the edge of being bad and it just stops power from the power supply just instantaneously have you it tried just changing the everything. uh the, the cables for the rails yeah well obviously uh, well when i bought the new power supply it came with all new oh, cables yeah fair enough yeah so that didn't do anything so yeah, so I got a new, I got my new motherboard last night. Haven't put it in yet, but I got it last night. So I'm going to do that. Put in my original power supply and see if it comes up. Cause I, I pretty much think it will now. It, it works fine with the old thermal take power supply for, for like five days. And then it shut down unexpectedly again. So the mother, so if it is a motherboard, it's getting worse. Cause that was Are the only power clock or something. Like, what, what would make your motherboard just start to? Because I've never Motorboard? had that happen ever. Thank you very much, Crafty. You got the hey, message. Hey, Crafty, don't it? Look at that. Thank Matt, you. Look, wow. He, he said he's trying to buy his way onto the show. I think he's working. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Already waiting for me to move. Like, Max, move so I can get on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that that's what I have to do uh, tomorrow after, after my uh, seven days to die stream. I'm going to take apart my computer. Replace the motherboard, plate, you know, put everything back in and test it out. Which is sad because I bought that brand new power supply and those things aren't cheap anymore. Then I had to buy a new motherboard. And obviously that's not cheap either. No my more pants is... dance. That's right. 
She's very concerned about hey, that. Hey, G-Rock Pro, how you doing? Hey, G-Rock Pro. I finally added him to our Twitch. Uh, who to follow? So hold on. That, that happened to me this week. Let me talk to G-Rock Pro since G-Rock Pro is here. I went okay. to your Discord, signed up oh. on your Discord. It sent me a blank message. About an hour later, it says, if you don't do what we told you to do, we're going to kick you off Discord. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then it kicked me off the Discord. So I was like, eh. What was he supposed, what were you supposed I don't to do? Know. It was a blank message. I could actually show you. It just came up. So it says like their bot just blank. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do, but all right, thanks. Nah, but hey, uh, thank you for being here, G Rock Pro. Also, anybody who's watching on the Twitch side, if you hover over the screen, you will see that G Rock Pro is there. Go ahead and give him a follow. Uh oh. Uh oh. Bots. I want to be famous. <laughs> I want to be fame. Oh, you got it already? Oh, no, it moved up. You want to do no, that? I one? Didn't get it. Here, let me delete that. Oh, I actually wanted to. I didn't want to delete it. I wanted to ban it. Whatever. Perhaps the motherboard is mad at the fatherboard. Uh, dad jokes. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, so this week, though, I, do, I shouldn't have DMs blocked, but uh, eh. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. I got to worry about a move first. So this week for me has been uh, kind of boring. I spent a lot of time thanks to Crafty and all his goddamn messages, editing my module that I'm writing, which we'll talk about more in uh, segment two. <laughs> I'm like, I think I finally got it to a place where I'm happy with it. You screwed up here. You suck. Why are you doing this? Ah, I mean, that, that's actually his language he uses. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, no, he, he's been helping me. He's been uh, acting as my non-editor editor going through. And like I told him, I now know how uh, the people who work for me feel. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, other than that, I've been spending pretty much almost all my time on that. I did binge watch, uh, was it uh, Transformers War for Cybertron? And, uh, which is only six episodes. Is that binging if it's six episodes? Yeah. It's more like mm. I didn't go to the bathroom for a while. I know, right? Yeah. And then, and then Cobra Kai caught up on yeah, season I did Cobra three. Kai this morning. Yep. So, uh, uh, I like Cobra Kai. Like, I didn't think I was going to because I wasn't a big fan of the Karate Kid. Mm. Like, it's just, I don't know, growing up, I just really didn't care for the movie. But I like the way they put the show together. And I really like that dichotomy between, first of all, I hated the Johnny character in The Karate Kid. Even as a kid, he was so over the top, stupid, like, no. As somebody who was bullied in school, I didn't deal with people like him. I mean, come on. Uh, so I mean, he was just too much. But I love his character in Cobra Kai. And I, I think I could be his friend. I'd be like, hey, man, what's up? You know, because I, I love, I mean, other than the technology side of it, I love the fact that he doesn't play the politically correct game. Nobody forces him to, except for the kids call him out on it all the time. It kind of seems like the real world we live in. Dad, you can't say that anymore. Why not? <laughs> yeah, he said so. Chinaman. And the kid was <laughs> no. like, he was like, I don't think that's right. Whatever, China people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That was funny. So, uh, and, and, and I like that because, you know, you kind of see the old and new, but it isn't done in a preachy way. So I, I, yeah. I like that. Uh, other than that, what did I do? What did I do? I wrote in my module, uh, barely prepared for today. And did a bunch of work stuff. That, that whole work issue that was happening last week was happening again this week. So even though I was teleworking, which makes life a lot easier. Oh, that makes it oh so much easier to work. Uh, no, it doesn't. I see. You broccoli-headed moron. Hey, now he's starting to uh, quote um, uh, Battlelords of the 23rd Century. <laughs> oh, no, those are, they're asparagus heads, not broccoli heads. Yeah. Uh, you broccoli-headed moron. Why'd you use that word there? What is this syntax? See? I think he just quoted, yeah, he even he quoted that from the Discord that he sent me. <laughs> He's actually been really helpful, so. Um, the only other thing I, I want to talk about before we get started here, I mean, we're only 10 minutes in, we haven't done our half hour uh, wasting of everybody's time, right? right. Is, uh, 
I don't want to do a best of. Okay, I'm not gonna do a best of 2020. Any weird thing like that. But we'll talk a little bit about. We've had 30 episodes now of RPG Digest. I can't believe we found 30 things to talk about, but hey, you know, especially since some of these have been like four and a half hours. Last week, I kept saying, well, I don't think this episode's going to be long. Heathen's, Heathen Dog's not here. Of course, four and a half hours later, it's yeah, like, exactly, I got to go yeah. to bed. Um, but uh, I would like to ask you, Heathen Dog, of the, of the segment one topics that we've had in 2020, what was your favorite one? And, and I'll, even, I'll even let you go so far as to not just have one. Nine hours to do the worst of 2020. <laughs> well, I guess I want to thank you again for putting my channel up. Uh, hey, not a problem. I, I enjoy when you uh, co-stream with uh, uh, Bruce Lombardo. I enjoy those streams, so. And nobody else guess, gave me any suggestions. <laughs> I guess my favorite... I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. Okay. So was I. So I have actually two answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, big eyes, small mouth. That was fun. Yep. Just because I mean, the interaction. God damn it. You took my words from me. What? <laughs> Wait, we can't like the same shit? Come on. Not for the same reasons. You're yeah, on and, this uh, show to be my... Uh, uh, I was going to say my show, but that's not the opposite of that. <laughs> and uh, my, my next favorite segment one, I think, was Hyperborea. Interesting. Just, okay. Yeah. Just, just, just because, uh, it just, it, it felt like, a like a coming back home type thing, you know, with the, with the flavor and the text and uh, all that stuff, you know, from when I was growing up is more of a thing. Notice as Japanese, one of the most famous manga writer, love, hate her editors, her wishes to live one day longer than them and read condolence at, for their funeral. <laughs> wow. Okay. One day longer, just, <laughs> just so you just can go and shit on their literally shit on them in their graves that's great i'm gonna do a cop-out answer first and i'm gonna give the real answer okay. cop-out answers i've enjoyed all of them and and i say that because partially because we get to pick what we talk about and i'm not going to talk about stuff that's like i hate this guy you know that's what well, segment two is it. for i which did one? it which one the, the new west well fair enough but i mean we both you much more than me but we both like riffs and now yeah. we're just adding on to this, and I'm going to talk somewhat about that in segment two. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, I actually picked Castles and Crusades over Hyperborea, but man, it was a toss-up. Yeah, that was, that was a tough one for me. And I picked it because Hyperborea is something that uh, I could just kind of... I didn't learn anything, let's put it that way. I would already understood the game, I already know old D&D... I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's I still will say my quote for uh, Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer Hyperborea is uh, I absolutely believe that it should be what AD&D 3rd Edition is. I still stand by that more so than the other games that we've talked about or Osterich or other old, old OSR games. But I ended up picking Castles and Crusades. And, and the, the reason for that was it's the game that I want to play. Out of all of them we talked about, it's the game that I want to play right now like i want to try it out i want to play it i want to see if i actually enjoy it and of course i'm waiting for the eighth edition you know and so forth but that that's kind of what dro uh, drove it over the edge for me um and then i i put besom as a second because it was the most fun to talk about believe it or not as a non-anime person and it it helped that mark mckinnon was around too did you see all the times he corrected me last week yeah. 
That's what I, that's what I was talking about. The interaction, the interaction yeah. with the, you know some someone who wrote it can say no, dummy. Right, right. I like that. I like that. And a lot. I, I really felt like that last week too. I was like, man, he's like correcting everything I'm saying. I'm like, I felt like a complete idiot. Uh, but I video. really like the elves. <laughs> the way huh? they, the, the way the elves are like lower class bitches. I love. That. <laughs> oh, did did you see his tinfoil hat? His little Alex Jones hat thing. No. At the end, he's like, hey, make sure you check out the item on this page. And so I'm like, okay, well, when I get there, I'll talk about it. So I'm going through like, oh, this is a neat one. Oh, that's a neat one. And then I was like, oh, look at this tinfoil hat. And I'm like, you know, joking about it. I was like, okay, so where's the one he wants me to look at? Oh, that was it. <laughs> it's an actual tinfoil hat that stops, you know, the aliens from... From taking over your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the worst of 20... Well, Heathen Dog and Garthon used to do that. The best and worst of the yep. problem is the, the this is what it would turn out to for rpg digest segment one would be the best of everything segment two would be the worst of everything so <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. yeah fair enough so that so that segue goes into how about segment two anything that stands out to you for the segment twos that we talked about oh uh, for worse you... definitely your reaction on a reaction oh my which one, god which one there are three of them well the the one i bailed on Oh, the, the Shadzar one? Yeah, I was bailing on because it's beating a dead horse, man. Come on. I mean, you know, at, at that point, nothing he was going to say was going to affect us and nothing we said was going to affect him. Sure. So there's no point in still screaming, screaming at the wind, you know? A tale of two streamers. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> so, uh, any of them that you really like doing? None of them gave me joy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's the point. <laughs> I really don't. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. I'm not going to say okay. there wasn't any. I'm just going to pass. Fair enough. Yeah, I got tired. Uh, even though I was the one that did it, I got tired of, the, of that story one as well. I, what, what happens to me in situations like that is when I feel I've explained myself to the best that I can. And it's still not going through the brain hole somehow. I feel that there's got to be a different way I can say it. Like, I, I can't let something like that drop. There's got to be something that you're not getting that makes me want to say it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That that went one episode, maybe even two too far. Um, the, the other one, believe it or not, that I didn't really enjoy doing was the reaction to the Asian dudes. Well, it was more like beating on children, you know? I mean, it, it didn't <laughs> children feel good. PhDs. I, eh, well, sorry, guys. I don't know. Cracker Jack box, I guess. I don't know where you got them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was like, you know, kicking someone when they're down. You know, it just it, it didn't feel good. Yeah, I my wife wasn't too happy about <laughs> being on that for six hours either. But uh yeah, so it's like doing masturbation. You did it just because you feel it, but it wasn't as good as sex. Wow. Hold on. Just so you guys know, that came from my wife. Um Well, at, at least sex with you is better than masturbation. So, you know, that's something. Chad got what we were saying. He's just a type of person, the worst type, that he just digs in, continues the argument, no matter how unreasonable or illogical the argument becomes, because Yeah. Um I mean, people can say the same thing about me. So, I mean, I get it. I think that's one of the reasons why I really wanted because to be fair with Shadzar, about 60%, I think I even told him this, about 60% of what he posts in our Discord, I was back 100%. Like, I agree. Yeah, that's messed up. 
uh, you know, like 25% of it. I disagreed with him, but I understood where he was coming from. Again. And that's, yeah. you know, that, that's where our Discord, that's what our Discord's about. It's about people throwing out different ideas out there. And, you know, as long as you can handle it like an adult, you know. But there's that 10 to 15% that I was just like, dude, what the F, man? Like, and I had to send him a couple of messages saying, I have people, I'm not going to say who it is on the stream. A couple of them might even be watching. But uh, I had people sending me messages saying that uh, they're not going to respond to anything Shadzar types because he is so over the top with it. And I was like, so I had to send him a message saying, look, man, I, I have to shut this down because of what you're saying. So I don't like doing that, by the way. No, no, you didn't miss any, John. We're just talking about the best of and worst of uh, for 2020 before we go into segment one here, which we're almost into. Uh, but yeah, I, I um, those are my best of, worst of. Oh, did I give a best of? No. I don't have one, and the reason is is because they're almost all. Actually, I think they're all my topics. <laughs> so I mean, and RPG Digest. To be clear, and I know I said this a few times, and I always have to uh, have to disclaimer this with I need heathen dog here. Or somebody like Heathen Dog that keeps me, you know, on the, on the straight and narrow path sometimes. But ultimately, RPG Digest was, was my idea. I wanted to rant. And I wanted to rant about the stupid stuff that's happening out there. Well, but I also believe that, you know, r rants only go so far. Let's, let's have some good information. And guess who gave good information on the old Legion Myth Weekly live stream? I pointed the right direction this time! <laughs> that guy. Hey, look at that. So... Let him do what he did well uh, previously. Let me come on and do what I do well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, see what happens. And, I, and look, this show has actually done better in six months than the live stream did in uh, five years. What's that? Which, which, which one? Oh, best fan of 20. Oh. <laughs> that's, the not, best... that's not in doubt. Hold that's on. Not in doubt. The best fan of 2020 is? We have no fans. <laughs> the card is blank oh it's definitely crafty yeah <laughs> because we rate our fans by how much money they give us Duh. well that guy does and i just <laughs> so. it's, it's the only it's only legitimate mathematical metric to follow there, there everything else is opinion now I mean, outside of that he's had some great posts on our discord he's helping me edit i i don't want to i use the word edit loosely not to be a dick but even he admits that he's not an editor in, in this case and i'm a first line editor i'm not a novel or 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 what is the final editor so um i do technical editing for you know reports <laughs> like yeah uh it's different than writing a module so no he's been really 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 helpful with that as well so appreciate that and uh, I think with that, we have some things to talk about. Then we'll go into segment one. What do you think? Go for it. First thing to talk about is what we are. We're conversations about the TTRPG hobby. Truthful, but opinionated. We're information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. We're not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate the hobby. Uh, man, I was going through YouTube channels today to try to find something that would anger me, other than everything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Like something new to anger me. And I couldn't find it. It's just the same people droning about the same crap over and over again. I, I... Anyway. If you don't like our commentary, you can tell us why in chat, the comment section, or join us on the stream to talk to us in segment three. You are welcome to come here and tell me to my face that I'm a moron. But uh, just know that uh, I will respond in kind. Also, hang on. So your, your, wife, your wife has a comment here. So the rule of pants dance donation was the most fun time or the guy who donated us a lot of what? 
Well, the, the Wounded Warrior donation was actually during a video game stream. Yep. But, but here, here's the thing. While uh, giving to the Wounded Warrior Project is much better than throwing your money away. <laughs> I mean, you don't have that money anymore, but it goes to a good cause. Yes. 10% of it apparently goes to, goes to uh, swag for, for Max. <laughs> I haven't, apparently nobody's donated Wind Warriors recently because I haven't got any new clothes to win to work. <laughs> but money that leaves your hand and enters mine is so much more valued by me than money that doesn't enter my hands. You know, they say honesty is the best policy. Yeah. We might have to relook at that. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 all right so um where are we oh we're on a hashtag rp gate what is hashtag rp gate it is escapism games are about escapism i typed this to somebody recently too uh the games are about escapism not representation games are about entertainment not about activism and it's not just games it's movies and comics and anime oh my it's it's entertainment not activism did you hear about that video game that got blasted uh sense something or another that got blasted by the twitter community no, why? Because, because uh, they're like, you got to stop having big boobs on them women. They came back and said, no, we don't. <laughs> I like big boobs. I know, right? I mean, it's kind of based on like an anime thing. What, what do you get with anime? So. Where are our yeah. organs? <laughs> right. And we want organic diversity from natural inclusion. Don't gatekeep people unless they're being idiots at the same time. Don't don't go looking for like some sort of checkbox like, oh, at this table, I have to have one of this, one of that, one of the next thing, because you're actually not going to have as good of a time. Just take the people who want to be there, no matter what they look like, what they do in their own time. As long as they're treating everybody at the table properly. Right. Uh, that's later on. Is there not a number two here anymore? Oh, it's down there. Those are the links, and we're going to talk a little bit about this later uh, in segment two. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this other than those are the links. Discord, that's, that's the best one. You want to talk to us? We got uh, somebody new on our Discord, and I should know the name, but I don't because I forget everything. There it is, Umbri, who's been posting a lot, kind of taking... Oh, that's going to sound like an insult if I say that, and I don't want to do that. We'll just say is, is, uh, is upping our post count on the Discord, so uh, you know what... Uh, Probably need to do some responding to Umbri there. But uh, yeah, uh, come check out our Discord. Talk to us. Talk to them. Come to our website. Follow us on Parler or Twitter. I've really been trying to use them, but I can't. <laughs> like, I, it's like I made a, I've got a note on my computer saying, check Twitter, check Parler. And I look at that note and go, yeah, I'll do it later. I hate social media. <laughs> God, I hate social media. I go there and then I read these uh, these tweets and twats and so forth. And I'm just like, nope, nope. Because if I respond to that, I'm not going to say anything nice. <laughs> so what's the point? So really, yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter and and Parler, that's great if you want to talk to people who are who are not us talking about us. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, really, if you want to talk to us, Discord and YouTube. Those are the those are the two ones. And I still have some comments to catch up on YouTube this week too. Now, I looked yesterday and I saw three that were more statements that didn't require a comment. I gave thumbs up, but it's still good to say thanks for commenting. If nothing else, there's one of them I wanted to look at where the person said something. Like, I think you guys are hung up on the race thing. And I, I didn't finish reading that post because we don't like dumb races in D&D. &D. Like 
bird people and cat people and yeah. demons and so forth. They're monsters. Yeah, they're monsters. Um, you're supposed to you're supposed to kill them, collect your XP, and move on, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe star. You can back us on subscribe star, which might become a bit more relevant here in the near future. And you can buy our stuff on Redbubble. By the way, by the way, I, I got to show this. Where did I put? Oh, did I throw it over there? You just had uh, it. I, yeah, I put it on my chest. I got my RPG Digest shirt. Hopefully, y'all can hear me. He's got that. Those are all Redbubble. Oh, let me grab this. And just in case they ever take it off the store, <laughs> I've, I've got it. I've got it for the purposes of having it. Is that centered? There yeah, we go. Good. That is that is the shirt. <laughs> and of course, this tapestry right here, also oh, Redbubble. That, that tapestry. <laughs> I don't recommend getting the largest size. This is the largest size. I don't recommend it. <laughs> get the one, get the little bit, little, 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 little. Or measure. They've got three sizes. You can always measure and see what you need and then pick the right one. Yeah, you could. I didn't. One, one of the I things figure, I oh, do. I've got to cover a whole room. I better get the biggest one. No. <laughs> Oops. No. Hey, be sure to subscribe and share, share, share. YouTube hates channels like ours because we say things that does. Oh, my God. Have you seen the new Twitch rules? We're going to get no. banned off Twitch. You basic, you basically can't say, oh my god, she's a whore, because she dresses like one. Oh my god, she's a what? She's a whore. Or you can't, you can't shame somebody for how, uh, how the people dress provocatively or whatever. You can't use terminology like that. Basically, you can't, you can't uh, dress shame people. <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked, because I won't stop. Fuck you, Twitch. <laughs> so... Uh, Anywho, that's, uh, that's, that's, I think it's time to talk about, we want to talk about tentacles, right? I don't think we're going to be talking about tentacles today. Okay, let me see if I can find it here. First of all, let's slide that over there. God, last week I didn't move the stream at all, so my entire stream I was like looking over like this. It was annoying. It's probably annoying to watch too. There's riffs. Share the screen. Let's bring up the segment. Oh, that's what one I'm doing banner. right there. Bam! Oh, yep. Oh, I, I have I have a segment. You before you do that. Oh, what? I already did it. Oh, look oh, at that. Made a little thing. Look at that. I'm already prepared. <laughs> okay, Rich now. Japan, beautiful. All right, and here's the book, and I have not looked at a single page of this book because I'm a bad host. So Heathen Dog is going to educate us. All right, here the the deal with with Rift Japan. It is an exciting book because it is so different than all of the other books that we've gone over before, uh, especially the core book. In the, in, the, in the core book, we have humans gripping onto technology as an answer to all of the supernatural horror in the world. Technology is your answer. Isn't Japan or is it China that's like so different than the rest of the Rifts universe, world, whatever? Hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And then we have, uh, and then we had uh, uh, the New West. We had Quebec. We had, all of them have one thing in common. All of them have embraced technology as a defense against the supernatural horror. Well, East Asia went the other way. And there, there's an argument for Rifts England as well. I haven't gone over that yet, so I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, East Asia went the other way. Okay. China, Japan, Taiwan, they're... They are, well, the problem with, with China, Taiwan, and Korea is that they are overrun with supernatural demons. Just the humans don't stand a chance. But in Japan, <laughs> in, in Japan 
the the old ways were not kanji on the thing makes no sense oh come on of course you're only seeing part of that it makes no sense because it's literally a sentence fragment come on benefit <laughs> of the doubt people benefit of the doubt the whole picture was like probably american people suck that's probably what it says who knows not me not you either because you can't see the whole thing i, <laughs> I know my language yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we actually in the uh, decades ago, we had a we had a game show that was very, very similar to the example you just gave. Where in how many notes can you name that tune? Nobody can name that tune in two notes. All right. So you don't know what this entire thing says. So stop. Stop judging it. Judging <laughs> McJudgerson. Right. Anyway, what I was what I was getting at is they they have it. They didn't completely lose their their ties to what they what they called the old ways, the the traditional ways um, of of Japan. So when the rifts came and all of these traditional ways now had power again, that plus the emergence of a millennium tree, which I'm going to talk about in Kyoto. Uh, had everyone, all the survivors gravitate toward magic as a solution to demons uh-oh are we gonna have exotic mystical japan all those little phrases that we're not allowed to say anymore yeah sweet i Could love this great. book already gonna be great so let's let's dig into it we're gonna start at page 12 right it's probably 14 oh wait Okay, the, the largest human empire oh, in wrong. Japan is the is called the New Empire. You know, the, the New Empire of Japan it is based in Kyoto. Okay. All right. Now Tokyo just fell off, just sank into the sea. It 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 pulled to California. Oh my god. I'm gonna ban her again. <laughs> I say it perfectly with an American accent. This is what I have to live with every day, so I get, get to just laugh. Your head, woman. <laughs> I pronounce Japanese words perfectly. You just can't understand through my American accent. Stop being racist. <laughs> hey, well, Asians are now white people. They're not part of the whole aggrieved culture. They're not nope, allowed to be nope. anymore. Asians, Asians are not white people. Stop it. I'm just saying that's, that's racist. That's the way the SJWs look at it nope. now. Then they're racist, too. <laughs> All right. So, uh, with Tokyo being off the map, Kyoto was actually I did it again, was actually saved because when the rifts came, a millennium tree sprouted. And one of the one of the powers of a millennium tree that I'm, I'm going to get into is it calms uh, rift activity within a certain uh, certain geographical area around it. Can we breed so, those so the things? People in and around Kyoto were actually saved the worst of the cataclysm. So most of the people there lived. And then as the millennium tree grew very, very quickly, everyone discovered that the tree is sentient and actually wants to protect good people, no matter who they are. And the humans were in dire straits. It took pity on the humans and started protecting them. So society held on in a fashion around Kyoto. So it uh, as as people became more and more versed in in the ancient ways and and magic was able to be used again as it was in the past, uh, the ancient ways worked, so they adopted them 
and the 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 new empire grew from Kyoto outward. And uh, the next page is a map. Go and check out the map. There you go. <laughs> Little Honshu. <laughs> you like that? Little Honshu. And then there's regular Honshu. But you see that spot. You know, you know what's missing? Okinawa is missing. I guess my wife it isn't Japanese. It was an Japanese. island. It's gone, just like a lot of other islands. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, Noro? Your your birthplace is dead. <laughs> anyway, uh, that little spot, the underwater ruins of Tokyo, right there. Yeah, there it is. Yep, that's where Tokyo was. It uh, it it pulled to California and just slipped right off. Bye bye. That's right. And it happens. Well, only in apocalypses, but it happens. But the the, <laughs> the thing that, that came back is they didn't just uh, readopt the the ancient ways to protect themselves. You know, uh, prayers done done you know correctly with the proper ceremony now actually function to create barriers and wards and whatnot, and uh, um, old fighting techniques. You know, skin hardening, body hardening. You know, chi chi block stuff like that actually function the way they're supposed to <laughs> yeah come try it but uh they also be, because all these things work they also regressed socially back to the caste system and if you move down to the next page we we can see uh, a brief uh uh, uh well officially speaking of, of the caste system starting with the emperor and going down to the edda what my, my wife isn't yellow she's orange just to be clear Oh, so she's part Japanese, part Trump. <laughs> Holidays must be hard. All right, okay, fair enough. Let's go on. <laughs> anyway, we, we start off with the with the um, with the emperor, and then under them the imperial court. Then then under that is the shogun, which is uh, uh, the the uh, uh, grand general of the armies and military action stuff like that. Just a c commander of all military forces, theoretically taking taking uh, cues from the emperor, and then underneath that is daimyo, daimyo. I hate that word; it just sounds so stupid. Look, look. One of the problems that I have speaking Japanese, and the, that usually stops me from continuing to speak it when my wife you know pressures me into learning it more, is it sounds like baby talk to me. It really I, does. I I now know why Japanese men all talk like. Mm. It's the only way they can sound they're, tough. They're, they're, they're trying to man it up, but it's right. hard, you know. Yeah, it's like you, you know, you're you're trying to uh, to dress up a rattle to to make it to make it an adult accessory. Have right. fun. And then under that, the the uh, samurai, then peasants, and then the Edda. Now it doesn't specifically give Ronin in here, but it says it in, uh, in one of these paragraphs. Says, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Ronin are actually underneath peasants, but above Edda, but not by a whole lot. Uh, and, and in, in the new empire, peasants for the most part are treated with respect, mostly because the emperor, uh, and I believe it's a sec second or third generation emperor now in the, in the, in the, in the broken chain, mm -hmm. but, uh, um, started off the idea that no, no peasants, they are lowly. Yes. But they are to be respected because without them the foundation of our society would crumble and fall. Human peasants. Yeah. So peasants are low, 
they do the farming thing, they do merchant thing, they, they do all the things that, that are not considered noble pursuits, but their pursuits are necessary for any nobility to exist at all. Edo, on the other hand, no, oh, fuck that, no. <laughs> Just like in the old days, I mean, if, if you, if you uh, butcher animals, dig graves, handle the dead, you are, you are just scum. Just scum. Yes, peasants are merchants too. Yes. They are considered part of the peasant class. You can see at the bottom of the page right here, merchants, part of the peasant class, just like I said. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, monks and priests. Now, a, a, a peasant, just a, a, an aside, a, a peasant has ways to raise themselves out of the peasant class. Not by a lot, but some. You can be a monk or a priest or a doctor. Doctors, they live almost outside of the caste system because they are necessary in all walks of life. So they are allowed everywhere. Merchants are necessary to move goods and stuff across, you know, whatever. So they're, a, they're still considered peasants, but they're higher level peasants. But monks and priests, a lot of them uh, come from the peasant class because it elevates a peasant to a monk or a priest, which is considered higher than a peasant. So th those are really the, the, the three ways a peasant can, you know, uh, raise themselves up out of the, uh, out of the caste system in their society without leaving society. Uh, two things. One, um, you just sold a book. I did? Yeah. Noro says she's going to have to read it. Oh, great. So that's awesome. Let's see if there's a Japanese version for her. <laughs> <laughs> There might be. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know why, but we lost like half our viewers. Apparently they don't, they don't, they don't like my pronunciation either. Listen, I'm like I said, perfect <laughs> pronunciation with an American accent. Does Japan still have a caste mentality right now in the real world? No. Yeah, yes. Well, not officially. Not officially and not as prevalent as it was, say, in 1950, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, compared to America, yes. My compared wife gives me that crap. Were, no. Right. My wife gives me that crap all the time. I'm from this kind of family. I, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Anyway, uh, it, it goes off to talk about their industry and technology, which is basically nothing. So they're, they're, they're an agrarian-based society. They they do not do technology. I, I don't even think they have steam, anything. So I so mean, this is really Japan before the Meiji yes, period. Yes. Like they they've not even they've not just gone with Bushido like some like to do in order to exemplify you know the old culture. They've right. gone to the complete agrarian. Wow. Okay. That, that's why that's why the emperor thought it was so important to 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 make sure everyone from top down respected the peasants because that is going to be the most important class uh, for the survivability of the new empire. Since they are agrarian based, you need the farmers to be maybe not happy but accepting of their lot in life. Feudal Japan, yes, it's very it's very much feudal Japan. And uh, do 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 do, and then oh, if we go to page sixteen, you can mm -hmm. see the zone. This is the the demon infested part of Japan, which is the large chunk of Japan. I mean, uh, a, a a lot of this is uh, 
on an inhospitable mountain crap that humans couldn't couldn't live on anyway. But uh, demons have no problem because they don't need to eat. They don't need to sleep. They just exist. They can exist anywhere. And uh, they exist there. And it goes right up against the empire, which is basically the middle. See all those. Uh, uh, the the new empires in the middle. See where all the, the tree area. Yeah, all the or, trees are. Yeah, mountain basically. tree, whatever that's supposed to be. Yeah. So there, I, the, so there's the Republic versus the Empire. Ah, well, I'm going to get to the Republic now. Uh, it's not really Republic versus Empire. It's everyone. It's everyone against the demons. Okay. It's just that the Empire happens to be in between the demons and the Republic of Japan, which you know sucks for the Empire. But that's the way it is. I mean, they, they, they've been, they've been fighting the demons for 200 years using the old ways and the old ways work because they're not dead. So, so, so what's, what separates the two? What's the conflict between the two then? Ah, the Republic of Japan is a very, very special case. And we're okay. going to have to go to page 70. To I look mean, if that's that. on your docket to talk about, I can wait. I just, no, no, no. The, the, right after the new empire is the Republic of Japan. Now, again, super, super special case. There you go. The Republic of Japan uh, are actually, uh, and have you ever played Fallout 4? Uh, no, I did not play Fallout 4 yet. Do you know anything about Fallout 4? I know that it's a horrible uh, MMO type game when they made it Fallout 76. Other than that, no. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay. All right. But the whole premise is that uh, when, when the bombs went off, you went, you went to a vault and they cry, they cryogenically froze you and you woke up 210 years later. That's what happened to the, that's what happened to what became, what is going to become the Republic of Japan. Uh, Hiroshima oh. and a hundred kilometers surrounding it got popped into a pocket dimension. Now, how'd that happen? Some residual radiation left over, you know? Well, that didn't hurt. <laughs> That okay. did not hurt because uh, the the um, the ley lines were were still a little bit charged from all of the all of the death that was there, but they were actually experimenting with a pseudo teleportation technology. the The night that the apocalypse happened, what okay. they were doing was they were trying to teleport a vase from one stand to another ten feet away. You know, nice little field test, right? 10 feet, not a big thing. You know, this isn't Star Trek. We'll start small. <laughs> well, the moment they flipped that switch is the moment the apocalypse happened. So the combination of all the increased magic that came flowing into the land and their, their dimensional warp teleportation technology kind of uh, came together and had a little party called suck you into a pocket dimension. Now they existed in this pocket dimension for three days, three days and three nights, no stars, no nothing, just black. But surprisingly, there weren't a whole lot of suicides. There wasn't a whole lot of panic. They were all wait, very, wait, wait. This, this is Japan. Are you sure? They're all very calm, very collected. You know, they were like, Hey, we don't know what's going on. No one's, no one's being hurt by this. We're trying to figure it out. And the people, most of the people were like, okay, all right. Nothing we do about it anyway. There you go. There's a bunch of questions and comments about the apocalypse. Apocalypse makes me think of Log Horizon anime I've been rewatching. Well, number one, Log Horizon, excellent anime. I'm glad you're rewatching it. Number two, the apocalypse was, is, is the, uh, the, res the resurgence of magic on Earth. 
And uh, it was so fast and so great that it actually almost broke the world in, in, in pieces. So the, the great apocalypse was, you know, uh, nine, 9.9 .9 Richter scale, um, earthquakes, tsunamis, typhoons, hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together, the whole thing, the whole thing. Now, after three days, they figured out how to, how to turn off the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh teleportation experiment safely. They did. And then they pop back into existence right where they were before. Only now it's over 200 years later. So what happened to the things and people that were there when they popped in? Oh, they're gone. They're dead. Oh. But to be fair, there, there wasn't anything you'd call a big society. There's a couple of towns of villages, a few, few, few dozen people per village. If you happen to be one of those few dozen though. Well, now there are theories, you know, either they're dead. Or they're now, they, they took the place of Hiroshima in the pocket dimension, which still exists, still being uh, fed magic by the world. Yeah. <laughs> Flip a coin. We don't know. No idea. It's better not to think about things like that. Let's yeah, just it's better on. not to think about things like that. <laughs> but to be fair, if you're doing it by the numbers, that's, you know, maybe a couple of hundred people got yeah. killed or displaced. So 16 million people can come back. Because that's how many people were stuck in that in that dimensional anomaly, 16 million. And <laughs> they 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 came back with all of the technology from the height of the golden age of humanity. Huh. So none of this rediscovering technology crap, relearning how to make a wheel. No, man, we got wheels. It's all here. The is that, uh, is that the same as Chaos Earth? Uh, yeah, they, they have okay. the same technolo uh, technological level as Chaos Earth in the beginning. Yes. Which is much better than, than current Rift's technology. They are, they are space age technology uh, pre-warp. Like pre-FTL technology is where, is where uh, the Republic of Japan is currently uh, located on your, on your scale. Gotcha. Like, like if, if this were Star Trek universe, they're, they're, they, they'd have people here watching. If not for the cataclysm. Anyway, so uh, once they came back to the world, a lot of them were like, oh my God, we're back. The stars, they're, they're back and they're the same stars. You know, 200 years doesn't change stars. So, oh, wow, this is great. We're back home. And then they went outside and then they were immediately murdered by demons. And they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what the shit? Surprise. Yeah. And so they, they had to hastily make uh, make uh, defensive structures because obviously the original city did not have any kind of defensive walls because they weren't necessary. Right. I mean, whatever. So they they had they a lot. of I think like 300,000 people died in the first couple of weeks just because they didn't know what the hell was going on or how to defend against it. Even though and they had all the technology. Get, well, yeah, their technology worked great, but they didn't understand how magic worked. So they couldn't gotcha. defend against the more insidious crap. Understood. Okay. Yeah. And then people came like, what the hell is this? You know, Aunt Marge was here or the Japanese equivalent of Marge lived here. What, what's going on now? It's like, oh, we live here now. Who are you? Who are you? Who the hell are you? And then they, they, they started uh, talking with the, with the villagers that weren't dead. And uh, started to figure out what was going on, what was happening. And uh, they started to learn about magic. And they were like, you know what? This is cool, but 
we have this uh, this super high-tech stuff that uh, we're going to use to defend ourselves, but knowing about magic is necessary to defend against the mind control nonsense and possession and all that crap. So thank you a whole lot. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. And they, they, uh, like I said, a hundred kilometers around Hiroshima, which, which also encompassed, uh, Ichito province, I think Ichito the city, maybe, I don't know. And, uh, uh, a, a couple of uh, big manufacturers, Armatech, uh, H-Brand, um, big, big, huge uh, military uh, uh, military man manufacturers. So they had the ability to create all these kinds of, you know, military mechs and, and Samus type stuff, you know, all, all that, all that crap. They, they had it turnkey at the ready and that's what they did. And they ended up saving most most of the people there and establish themselves as uh, a nation just as strong as the new empire. Uh, now, Holmes? the Republic of Japan and the new empire do not get along. Obviously, they have radically different views. Gundams, not not quite that big, but uh, giant uh, um, giant piloted robots, sure. I mean, if you, if you want, we, we can get into the tech later. But uh, anyway, well, the, the Republic of Japan and the New Empire don't get along. They have fundamentally different views on how to exist in this world. What's like the number one or number two things that they disagree on? Well, technology. I mean, oh, okay. uh, the Empire believes that technology brought humanity away from the way they were supposed to live. And the return to the old ways is what's actually saving saving the Japanese people from extinction. Is there actual truth to that, or is that just the whole causation doesn't mean correlation? There, there's some. I mean, there it's it's kind of like over drama type thing. But the real reason that uh, that you know there isn't just a handful of Japanese people left in the world, just like there's only there's not a whole lot of Chinese people left in the world, is because of the Millennium Tree. The millennium tree really is the thing that protected them, allowed them to get their crap in order. But they now they are right. The old ways work. The old spells and rituals and incantations are functional in this new world. And they are a great defense against the demons. I get it. But the Republic of Japan is like, sure. But you know what also works? Force fields and guns. <laughs> it work great too you want to see <laughs> look that one's dead it tried no. to tried to hit me but it couldn't hit me because i have force fields well they don't really have force but they, they have they have barriers and such that that uh that you know based on super high technology golden age humanity technology that works really well like no they don't have lightsabers which is sad Apparently that's all FTL stuff. You know, you gotta, you gotta be faster than light. And Max just flipped off his wife. That's great. She brought, she brought me my clothes, not folded, not brought upstairs. She's jammed in a basket. Like I'm supposed to take care of my own clothes. Uh oh, <laughs> Oh, that's on the floor. All right. So they, they don't have, they don't really get along. I mean, they're, they're not enemies. They, they, Fren they both realize, that, hey, we are all Japanese here. All right. We're all Japanese. We're all the same people. We're going to have to agree to disagree because we have 
an actual threat against both of us. Demons don't care if you're from the Empire or from the Republic. They don't care. You're you're human. You're lunch. Or not even human. You're there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. You're 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 not demon, so you're lunch. It's basically what it. page is Empire on? Second show. Is this a different chapter heading? Um, we already we did the Empire. It's page ten. Oh, wow! The Empire does that long. Well, okay. no, no. It, it there. Yeah, like I said, it had to explain the uh, the Millennium Tree. I gotcha. I just want to make sure we're not staying on the same page for too long. No, I understand. But uh, yeah, we, we can actually go back to the Millennium Tree. That's going to be page 28. Now, this is the reason why, why the Empire lasted long enough to get their crap together. The Kyoto Millennium Tree. Now, well, this Millennium art is from 1995. What's that? This art is from 1995. So, you know, uh, you have to take into account uh, printers and so forth from that day. Now, you... Uh, the Millennium Tree was introduced in uh, in Rips, yeah. England, I believe. Uh, there's also one in Wormwood, and there's another one in South America, but I'm pretty sure England was first. Either England or Wormwood was first. Now, the Millennium Tree is uh, a mega damage structure. It is a magical tree, and it grows extremely quickly and lives for a very long time. Is this book from 1995? It, it, it is. The PDF's 2015. The book is 1995. Yep. 1995, Palladium Books. First printing in October 95. Because that's my book. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Millennium Tree, Ancient Tree, well, Ancient Type Tree, th this one, not so much. But it grows really fast, especially in a magical, rich environment, which... Pff, Rips is one of the most magical, uh, magical rich environments. You've never find. heard of magic so a single very, time very ever in Rips. It grew very, very quickly. It is also sentient to a degree. It can tell good and evil and it can tell who needs protecting and who doesn't. And humanity at the time of its, of its growth needed <laughs> protecting and when the one tree will protect itself and the people it, 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 it decides to harbor very, very well. Some of the powers of the Millennium Tree, which you're already getting to. Um, uh, it's a mega damage structure. It's impervious to diseases and chemical attacks. It's vulnerable to mega damage attacks, including explosive railguns and most high-tech and brute strength. If you, uh, if you have supernatural strength, you can harm Millennium Tree, but I don't recommend it because if you break off a stick, twig, branch, or do enough damage to the trunk of a millennium tree, it will cause an explosion. A mega damage explosion centered on you. Not on the broken so it's area? It's a really great self-defense mechanism. If you hurt it, it will blow you up. So, yay. <laughs> uh, protected by its inhabitants and friends. It's a, it's a symbiotic thing at this point. I mean, everyone, everyone in Kyoto understands that the millennium tree is to be protected because it protects us. So they, they get it. Uh, devastating ley line storm erupts, trees under attack. And uh, the, the PPE area explosion when even a leaf or is cut or a twig broken. That that's the, those are its self-defense mechanisms. If uh, if you attack it, it, it can summon a ley line storm at your location. If you actually <laughs> break some of it off. There will be an explosion centered on you. There is no power creep now, whatsoever in rifts. 
Well, no, no one, no one can force a millennium tree to do anything. All right, it is, it is a, it is a, a an incorruptible, basically unkillable NPC character. Let's be fair. It's a, it's a DB. It needs to be killed. <laughs> nice, but if you are in the good graces of a millennium tree, these are the protections that you have. The Millennium Tree will calm any ley line storm within something like uh, 30 kilometers. Uh, control over normal weather, control over ley lines, storms, and rifts. Let's say up here. Yeah, it, it doesn't give, I, I can't find the exact numbers, but uh, a certain radius around the tree, uh, it will create favorable, favorable weather. It will stop ley line storms. It can actually hide people underneath its canopy, uh, create, you know, invisibility, stuff like that. You can't find them, you know, no scrying, invisible, no sound, no nothing. It can hide everyone underneath its tree. And it grows so big that its canopy is, you know, quite, quite uh, encompassing. But if you move on to the, yeah, th this is the page right here. Now, the tree can give of itself to to uh to give people especially people who want to protect it its powers like it gives some bark to create a bark shield it is a mega damage shield that uh, absorbs damage and actually regenerates itself because it's still alive even though it's still connected to the tree even though it's apart from physically apart so it doesn't die it keeps growing and it keeps healing itself uh a leaf can uh, when when the tree gives you a leaf, it, it can imbue it with certain abilities, armor, healing magic. Yep, healing or armor. Uh, it can teleport any number of people, vehicles, and equipment to any point along any ley line it's touching. Like the hell. And the, the tree itself can magically and instantly heal the sick and injured up to 50 SDC and 50 hit points for mega damage creatures every few minutes. As many as 100 people can be healed in a single instant, but such mass healing is uncommon. The tree also cures sickness and disease, physical pain, burns, and discomfort are reduced by half, even when under the shade of a tree or embraced in one of its branches. Plus, normal healing is increased by twofold. Characters in a coma are plus 30% to come out of it, the tree cannot eliminate insanity or addiction, although although a period of treatment weeks while under the tree will add plus 10% to the success of any recovery for these. So now you can you can really, really start to see why being near this tree when the whole world is coming down around you is a really good idea. As long as you and the tree are copacetic, everything's fine. Uh, and of course, uh, with with the with the sixth sense warning, uh, any of its protectors or inhabitants can be warned of danger coming, what direction and what kind of danger that is from the tree itself, because the the tree's roots and canopy are massive. It can actually see for dozens of kilometers around, so it can see trouble coming much much uh, uh, sooner than anyone else could. And it can impart that information if it believes that this this danger is high enough to all of it all of its people underneath its canopy. 
And of course, uh, we go to other uh, actual magic items that the tree can give, Millennium Wands, Millennium Wands and Millennium Stabs. These are uh, branches and twigs that the tree has given to, to protectors of itself or protectors of other good people as weapons to fight evil with. That's basically it. I mean, uh, Millennium Wands have uh, have powers. Millennium Staffs have powers as well. Wand of the Animal, Wand of Deception, Wand of Divination, Wand of Dowsing, Wand of Knowledge, Wand of Life, Wand of Power, Wand of Seeing. All of them, uh, depending on the need, the tree will create a magic item to fulfill that need to help everyone, you know, all, all people, all good people everywhere. And then the staves are usually uh, violent in nature, you know, like to defend the tree and the people under the tree from attack or defend all good people, stuff like that. Some of them are different, like the staff of purity and the staff of prosperity on page 36. Uh, this uh, long slender rod of golden color covered in coiling vine and leaves. A staff possesses the usual features plus the following constant powers granted the owner the ability to identify fruits and plants, accurately identify ingredients in foods by taste, as well as give you a say versus poison. The magic powers of this powerful rod are different than most. When struck, stuck in the ground, it transforms the surrounding land into rich, fertile soil. This area is enhanced, is enchanted land, and never suffers from blight, disease, or minor frost. Even invasions by locusts, major insect infestations, or severe frost never destroy more than 25% of the crop. So, if, if the people that are around the Millennium Tree are good, and they are under the tree's protection... And they're starting, they're beginning to starve because their crops aren't, aren't doing well. The tree will give them a staff of prosperity. And the longer that staff is in that field, the, the, the wider, the radius of, of its prosperity grows. So how do we cultivate more of these trees? They haven't figured out how to do that yet. I, I think mm -hmm. in Wormwood in England, they figured out how to grow millennium trees, but not in Japan. It's because they're DBs. There you go. Uh, staff of purity. Powers granted the owner are abilities to purify water and swim like a fish. Uh, its magic powers are similar to Staff Prosperity, only this affects water. When thrown into a well of water or buried under rocks in a spring or small stream, the water never becomes polluted regardless of the type of amounts of pollutants and stays free of future pollution, poison, and disease. Moreover, the enchanted water cannot be affected by magic such as curses, spoiled, turn water to wine, unless the water is drawn, removed from the well first. The water always tastes cool, fresh, and delicious. So, like, like, like I said, the tree is looking after the people because the people look after the tree in return. You know, some some of them are for attack, but others are for you know healing and the enhancement of the populace that lives under its protection. And there are corrupted staves and wands, uh, staves and wands that were that were taken by hook or by crook. Uh, by by people who they were given to from from the tree and then tested on, experimented on, and uh, they call it corrupted. Doesn't mean they're evil. It just means that uh, the the powers that they had were stripped and new powers were put in their place. Because Are, um, the, bio wizards kind of the same as techno wizards, like the uh, Japan bio, equivalent. Bio wizard is the same as techno wizard, except instead of uh, instead of technology and magic hybrid. It is a uh, fusion of flesh and magic. Yeah, but I mean, but it's kind of the synonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Same, same concept, different, different vehicle. 
All right, and then, uh, then of course, that we get into enchanted weapons. They, these are these are weapons that that wizards and techno wizards made for themselves using uh, um, the examples of ancient weapons, just imbuing them with magic. I mean, it's like like I said, like like he said, it's the same thing as a techno wizard imbuing a gun to to become a magical flamethrower. They're imbuing a uh, a fire breathing arquebus or magic pow powder grenades. Uh, nunchucks, swords, bows, lots of swords. Swords well, are big, yeah. especially yeah. uh, what one of the uh, one of the uh, side effects of of the the coming of the rifts was that truly ancient swords in uh, that were forged in Japan were magic and became magic again. They became greater and greatest rune swords, which is what you're looking at right now. The ghostly katana of soul slaying. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You give that great. to first level characters? No, not not first level <laughs> characters. Only four of these swords are known to exist. And all four are in my back. There you go. Now it's it's called ghostly because uh, its blade, when wielded in combat, becomes translucent and ephemeral cutting through all all non-magical armor like it wasn't there striking the person inside and it's doing like, um, obviously you know soul stealing it's called soul stealing so what do you think it does the brandon sanderson books it's like uh oh god i forget the name of those weapons anyway go on anyway uh it's it's again it it, it sounds scary but it's really used to fight ghosts and, and evil supernatural entities that can take incorporeal form. And if there's one thing I can tell you about Japanese people, oh, they believe in that. Oh yeah, no, ghosts are no joke in Japan. I mean, I, I think the only the only worst ghost in the world are Jewish ghosts, because those things are rough too. Crafty's got a couple of comments. If I remember right, the grown millennium trees have some, it's moving. Some of the magical properties of the parent trees, but they're SDC structures. And Eastern Territories has a lot of material about millennium trees. You have the Eastern Territories book? No. Okay. And my wife randomly said, I'm watching Sword Guy on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. All right. Uh, now, that, that's, that's basically the lay of the land of Japan right now. I mean, okay. there, there are other kingdoms, but they are not anywhere near as powerful or important as the New Empire or the Republic of Japan. Sounds good. Right. Basically it. Now, with the resurgence of the old ways, there are, is also the, the new OCCs. Well, new old OCCs. The traditional samurai warrior who fo follows the Bushido way and the way of the sword and all that, all that cool stuff. Is this the equivalent of um, Cyber Knight? No. Okay. They are not. Uh... Do, do, do. Is Gives, Sword uh, Guy a good series? Okay, there you got it right there. Uh, the Bushido Code and then Powers of the, the Living Samurai Sword. Uh, samurai Swords, uh, the, the ancient way to create them properly is now done again. So they can now create swords that are actually rune weapons as well. Uh, they have an independent personality. They have a telepathic link to, to their Samurai Warrior. They're nearly indestructible. 
and they they each have uh, the the basic abilities of of a uh, of a rune weapon. Uh, it does mega damage to to supernatural mega damage creatures. It does normal SDC damage to normal SDC creatures, stuff like that. But, I don't want my uh, weapon talking to me. Oh, okay, Noro, here's some more kanji for you. There you go. More nonsense. More chicken scratch, as I like to call it. It probably says the, the white devil is here. <laughs> probably. All right. Now, uh, special training and mastery of the of the samurai. Uh, they they must they must be uh, schooled in uh, in archery, horsemanship, and the sword. That's baseline. You got to have those three things. Uh, and then, of course, the the samurai also believe that um, the non combat things are just as important as combat because. Uh, being able to make tea correctly, being able to cook food correctly, uh, being able to dance and appreciate art. Well, it's all about the social structure. It, well, it, it is that too, but uh, they 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 believe that the art of defense is only there to protect all of the actual important things, which is the daily life. So they learn how to do both. They learn how to fight. And they learn how to live. The way they learn how to live is, you know, proper ceremonies for everything, uh, appreciating art, uh, appreciating what the other the other people in, in the in the caste system do, stuff like that. And they're called family skills. You've, you've already gotten to that. Um, I'm scrolling through slowly, letting people kind of see what's on there, and then scrolling down a little bit. Right. And of course, after that is the Ronin, the the masterless samurai. When when your master is slain, you become you become uh, a dog, basically. You're, you're well. You're, you're already a dog, but you're a dog without a leader. So now you're just, you're, now you're just a stray dog. <laughs> yeah, you, you you to 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 eat. You have to become a mercenary. I mean, you got to make money. Okay, and then there's the ninja, of the, course. the mystic ninja. You know, all, yeah, all of the all not the just cool, ninja. Like, ninja stuff you hear about in fables. Well, that all works now. Mystic, all Ninja. that, be all that becoming invisible and and uh, blending the background and being able to stop your heart or breathing for uh, uh, for a period of time, walking on rice paper, you know, all so, that crap. So here's a question about that. Then, how well does this fit in with ninjas and super spies? Actually, Obviously. I'm glad you said that. I was going to bring it up later, but I'm glad you said that now. Uh, they they took a lot of the powers from ninjas and super spies and converted them for riffs make, and use okay. them and actually reprinted them in this book in MDC hmm. form. Can you, uh, so you don't need the conversion book or anything no, to no. bring over? Uh, okay. just, just like what they did for the millennium tree, which was originally posted in, uh, in riffs, England, they, they reposted all of the pertinent information for ninjas and super spies in this book as well. So you don't need the ninjas and super spies book to use, you know, body hardening techniques or, or, or chi blocking or whatever. Because it's reprinted in this book for you. Cool. Yeah. We haven't gotten to it yet, but it's here. All 70-some uh, styles of martial arts. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, then there's the fighting monk. And the fighting monk is on page 55. There you go. And he's got the special training. Uh, mega damage skin. The, this is this is from this is from ninjas and super spies. 
it, they didn't give mega damage. Obviously, it, it gave more SDC. But in in uh, it, it is an ancient magical technique, and now it works. So it gives it gives mega damage skin. Uh, you use chi. Uh, to which which is now for 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 this instance of rifts they they use PPE instead. Uh, character has natural armor rating of eighteen, has at least a hundred SDC. Uh, the cost of one point of PPE for two minutes, you get mega damage skin, which is uh, which is all of your SDC and hit points are added together, and that becomes your mega damage. That's crazy. For the next two minutes. But you can you can uh, without using an action, you can freely extend it with one more PPE until you run out of PPE or until you're done. And then you get uh, the uh, death blow. It's a it's a chi chi attack. Uh, do, 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 do. Psionics. You get a certain certain psionic powers. <laughs> you're not gonna the, run out of stuff. You're not gonna run out of uh, ISP. <laughs> not if you only have to Three, spend four one. Times 10 is not a lot. If you only have to spend one per round? No, no, that's PPE. That's PPE. Oh. oh. Yeah, the Fighting Monk gets... two uh, PE times two, so... Probably gonna, you, times two. You're going to probably have a decent physical endurance, so we'll just say 20. Times two is 40. 40 plus yeah. 2d6 per level. Right. It'll last a while. It'll be, it'll be a while, yeah. Uh, and of course, the mystic martial arts powers. The warrior monk develops supernatural abilities as a result of his martial arts training. One additional body hardening exercise slash power can be selected levels four and ten. The mystic art of invisibility can be selected at level three, and the zenjoriki power at level fourteen. I probably did screw that one up. So there on you the go. screen, describe for, for a moment what happens when you hit a regular fleshy human with mega damage and why MDC is so important. Okay. In, in Rifts, just like in any other uh, previous Palladium product, there are hit points and SDC, structural damage capacity. The idea behind this was that I could punch in the face as hard as I possibly can a 25-year-old Mike Tyson, and it will seem to do nothing. I doubt his head would even move. I would more than likely fracture a knuckle. <laughs> or four. Or four, yeah. Why is that? Because he has trained his body and he has much more SDC than I have. He has much more SSDC than the average person could possibly hope to have. All damage that isn't critical, as in like a nat natural 20 or, you know, some kind of cheese strike or whatever goes to SDC first before it gets to hit points. SDC is, is, uh, inconsequential damage, minor bruising, minor cuts, um, uh, abrasions, scratches, stuff like that. It's not actually harming you, but when all your SDC is gone, then you go into hit points. Hit points are actually life-threatening injuries. These are gashes that, that won't close broken bones ruptured organs this is important shit that you do not want to happen to you but you have to have the sdc all the way gone most of the time you have to have sdc all the way gone before you start getting into this actual dangerous damage now mega damage doesn't care about that mega damage is so much stronger a hundred times stronger than than regular sdc damage mega damage capacity is a hundred times stronger than the normal standard damage capacity so much so 
that a mega damage weapon against a, an, a regular damage structure, the mega damage weapon just destroys the structure within reason. And so what For does example, it do to a fleshy person? A, a fleshy person, a fl fleshy person is a standard, uh, standard damage structure and is just killed with any amount of mega damage. You just die. Now, how you die depends on the source of the mega damage. If it's a plasma flamethrower, you burn to a cinder. You're done. There's not even any bones of you left. You're just done. If you're shot with a laser gun, the laser pierces your body completely and then quickly, like, like a lightsaber, just burns everything around it. A lot of the, the damage from even a normal rate. bullet nowadays isn't the actual bullet going through you. It's the all the pressure and so forth of uh, of like the blood vessels popping and so forth outside of that. Right. And for for a laser or or a, a focused plasma weapon, it's the heat transfer to your body that instantly cooks your organs, and you die. Free meal. Free meal. There you go. Yeah. If you love liver, which I never got around to liking, but whatever. So that is squishy human people against mega damage. Now, mega damage can take the technological form that we spoke of earlier, or it can take the, the uh, supernatural form of most demons have mega damage strength, which means they do mega damage with normal punches and kicks and rips and tears and whatnot. That means any demon with any level of mega damage strength can just rip the arms off of a human being and kill them. That's just it. So how do you fight that? Well, the empire went to the old ways. The old, the old body hardening exercises with magic now again based, based on and behind it actually hardens your body to a point where you are now a mega damage being for a period of time. And with the, with the chi blow, you can now do mega damage with a normal strength punch because you're, you're focusing your, your PPE into the actual, uh, body of of your opponent now doing mega damage and then we move on to do, I've, do, I've do. scrolled past a couple of them yeah unless you want to talk about all of them specific one there are the rcc is what i'd like to see eventually but that's the last one i think which which are oh, the demon queller no 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 no, no. I, I just scrolled down to this point this one, oh. I stopped on this one because it seemed I couldn't place it as another type from Rifts. Okay. There, uh, in the Empire, all of their OCCs are, are based on mysticism. Mm -hmm. All of them. In one way or another, uh, there's the one, the, the warrior monk, who uh, when they... I'm, I'm going to get to the Tengu in a second. They're actually, mm -hmm. a, they're actually a, a race, uh, kind of like um, uh, flying monkeys. <laughs> okay. Basically, yeah flying monkeys uh, potential PPE. uh yeah go what, ahead what does ppe stand for do you know uh it's potential power i forget nope. what e close potential psionic energy oh uh, you're right and inner and strength point. isp is inner strength points yeah isp is inner strength points uh ppe everyone has it all right it is it is your i don't know uh magical magical and and personal growth potential as a child, you have the most of it because you have, obviously as a child, you have the most potential. Your path is not set. You could do, you could do many things. You have that potential inside you. As you grow up and you, you use that potential to gain knowledge and skills, your PPE naturally goes down 
So most adult humans have 1D4 or, or 2D6 or somewhere around there. Now, if, if you are a wizard or a psychic or whatever, you've actually trained your body to hold PPE like a battery. So uh, you increase the capacity of that battery as you, as you uh, increase your knowledge in magic. So their, their PPE actually grows with experience rather than shrinking. So that, that's PPE. Anyway, uh, they, they have the mystic word. The, oh, the, the Yamabushi mountain priest. This is, this, is a, this is a really cool one, page 60. This is a really cool one because uh, they actually connect themselves with the spirits of the land. And they only get their cool special powers if they are connected to uh, rocks of whatever size. The land, basically. They're, all of their powers are connected to the land. If you, if you take them away from the mountain, they are just folk. Yamabushi, is that a mountain? I don't know what Yamabushi means because uh, well, uh, Yama no, no longer watching. What? Yama does mean mountain. Bushi, uh, I guess, yeah, it'd be like, she is, okay. isn't that a priest? Yeah, so it literally means mountain priest. Mountain priest. And that's what they are. Yeah, yeah, the mountain priest. Yeah, they should have a colon after that or something. All right. Uh, all of their all their powers are based on the the uh, uh, the size of rock that they're currently standing on or touching. Oh no 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 wait no Bushi is warrior. Shit, I don't remember. I, I I'll ask my wife. Yeah, ask your wife. Mountain priest, mountain priest. Yeah, basically that sounds funny. Uh, Demon queller. This is the dude. Uh, he's taught the martial arts, body harnessing exercises, and demon lore in a monastery. 70% are located in China, but he is not a monk or a priest. The character can cast magic spells, yet he has little interest in pursuits of magic, except that they might apply to ridding the world of demons and all manner of supernatural horrors. So, so basically, he's a monster hunter. Anti-shifter. Right? He, he only cares about magic and, and magical items insofar as they help him kill monsters good. He doesn't care where it comes from. He doesn't care where he got it. If it kills ghosts and demons and Oni, good, I take it. That's it. So, you know, that's that's his whole that's his whole deal, which is fine. <laughs> wow, okay. And let down. Actually, uh uh when when I when I read Demon Queller, I kind of think of Goblin Slayer. Like the, the main character of Goblin Slayer doesn't care what weapons he uses or techniques he uses as long as all the goblins die. Hence Goblin it. Slayer. <laughs> yeah. So Demon Queller. Yeah. And the Tengu. The, these are the, uh, you go to the page, go to the picture, next page. I, I did once, but I'll go there again. Flying Monkey. Uh, there it is. More of a bird. Now, now there is a human next to him. Yes, crafty. I did. I did a uh, reference Goblin Slayer, but uh, the 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 Tengu is a racial character class, and then an offshoot of that is the is the OCC. Uh, do uh, Teng Tengjutsu. This is uh, th these are humans that 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 the Tengu have taught their their own little ancient ways. All right. Bird folk, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, they're they're cool and everything. It's good flavor, but it's not great. I mean, just like in in Chinese lore, 
the the uh, Tengu are mischievous. They're they're not evil. They're just they're just kind of dicks. <laughs> they're you know, they love practical jokes and messing with people. But they are they are good. Like you know, if, if they see a bully actually maliciously beating on someone, they'll they'll stomp the bully. You know, yeah, because nobody can out bully the bully. Well, no, <laughs> they they don't actually hurt anyone. Their their whole idea is that they're screwing with you in ways that don't really matter. So you can adjust your own personal thinking to understand what really does matter. They're just a forest guard. I don't know. I don't know what she's referencing there. Is it no, just the, me? No, the 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 Yamabushi. Oh, that's what it means. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you can have something guard a forest, I guess a mountain would be it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And then uh, the the whole uh, uh, ten ten jutsu is the is the art, uh, not only of fighting but way of thinking and and uh, uh, mystical enhancements that the that the tengu can uh, impart to a human being, to a human disciple. That's basically it. So they're like forest or like park rangers. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, hey, let's get to the tentacle people. There is no tentacle people. I'm sorry. And then this is not a real book in Japan. I'm sorry. And then, of course, you're on the Republic of Japan now, and they have their own new OCCs. They're, you know, cyber cyber samurai. It's on page 80. Cra crazies. St crazies. Well, of course. That in, in, in the golden age of, of humanity, crazies and mom conversion were, were still a thing. So obviously they have them. And they have glitter boys. I thought everyone had glitter band. boys. The glitter force. It's I know the it's kind of, band. kind of lame. <laughs> oh. It's kind of lame. Oh, wow, there's a lot of them. Oh, okay, never mind. So Yeah, these are all the character mind. classes in one place just so you got them all. Yeah, Cyber ninja Samurai, crazy. Cyborg Soldier, <laughs> uh Ninja Crazy, Ninja Borg. These are these are technological advancements that simulate the mystic ninja because they don't use magic. So they have to simulate some of we, well, we have super tech so we can do that. Now the Republic of Japan, I want you to think of shadow run only slightly nicer because everyone has some kind of, of uh, technological modification inside their body, the equivalent of a chip Jack or a head Jack or, or a internal clock or, or in internal PDA you know, small little, small little computer attached ahead to handle their daily schedule, stuff like that. In internal phone. You know, that's I, can't, I can't take this picture seriously. You can't? No, I, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really bad ACDC concert. Sure. I was thinking village people, but you're sure you're probably closer. Yeah. Not like ghosts in the shell. No, 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 no. Uh, think, think shadow run only not only not so in the shadow. I mean, it's a little nicer. It still has underbelly, of course, but uh, Shadowrun only only a nicer world, and and no magic. Think of it like well, I guess then cyberpunk, but cyberpunk, way nicer yeah. than cyberpunk. And uh, that is basically it. Any any cool? Uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, all of the Check. all of the technology and and magical items stuff here uh, listed here are equivalents to other okay. books. Okay. 
you know, just, just with the Japanese flair. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, where'd it go? Crap. I lost it. Oh, there you go. Like a robot. <laughs> and of course, you go to page 139, you get a Glitter Boy variant. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. If you go to page 137 and on, you get uh, Samurai variants. And of I, course, I got... uh, um, the Republic has copied a whole lot of what, what they see in the new nature. So if you go to page 153, you get the, the, the Tazu Tengu power armor. That's almost tentacles. Not quite. <laughs> oh, what'd he kill? Oh, he killed the dragon. Most dragons are bad. But yeah, I mean, the, the whole... Are, are, uh, is this a missile, a grenade launcher on his shoulders, or is he just walking around with the spikes chopped off? Uh, no, those are... Uh, um, what do you call them? Um, uh, cannons, okay, basically. Oh, okay. Anti-aircraft, because they only point up? Well, no, you, yeah, they're, they're, for, they're for shooting long distance. It, you know, you have to oh, do yeah. an arc. So it shoots up and over to hit, you know, dozens of miles away. I gotta I tell mean, you, all I, of this is is normal stuff. I mean, normal mech mech stuff. No, nothing, nothing super special, you know, except for the stylistic <laughs> choices. Yeah, I gotta tell you, this didn't impress me as much as I had hoped it was going to. Well, come on, th this is this is mid nineties, mid nineties riffs. No, no. Mech. What I mean is, it I put this in the same vein as a New West. Yeah, it it's in the same time period. Yeah, I was hoping, I don't know. I, some of the other source books, I don't want to say they wow me, like, oh my god, that's great, but I mean, talked about them, I was like, that's pretty well, damn if, cool. If you go back to the Tengu, I, th I think that's the best one. Really? Yeah, one... Actually, no. Uh, go to uh, 179. You get the the uh, the Tatsu, the dragon. Huge, huge mech. Fighting an actual dragon. Is that the thing on the cover? At first, it was hard to determine which one was the actual dragon. Is that um, the same creatures on the, the cover of the book? Yeah, if if you go to the Tengu, which is uh, page one fifty three, then you, you really you really get to see the the uh, stylized uh, type armor that you probably probably more accustomed to. It, it's not about the armor; it's just uh, like it's the entire thing put together. It's just I don't know. I get it. I, I get it. I don't yeah, see this as a book that I need to run out and get. No, in, in the not for the art. No, in, in the early to mid nineties, uh, the art in Palladium was not strong. I admit, I admit, not strong at all. But uh, the actual story of Japan, how it survived, and and how and what happened when the Re when the Republic of Japan popped back into existence, that's a really good story that that a lot of people want to play in. Japan is by far the best world book. Well, that is your opinion, and it's not. It's good. I, I agree it's good. Best? I'm going to have to shy away from that. I'm going to have to step back on that one. But it's definitely good. It is definitely good. But yeah, that is that is the gifs, the gif, the gist of Rift's World, uh, World Book uh, Japan, World Book 8. Does anyone uh, have any specific questions or want to see anything uh, 
Anything uh, more in depth? But you were saying that Palladium had a fan art picture of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. I don't know about that. Oh, that that was the page you saw. That was Godzilla oh, versus oh, Mechagodzilla, okay. basically. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting out of the book. Maybe that's part of the deal. <laughs> Maybe I was I shouldn't have expected anything. I just I don't know. I thought the World Tree or uh, the Millennium Tree was. It's a it's an interesting story, you know. Like most Palladium stuff, really, really good background. Can't say it all interests me. I get it. It's over there. You know, uh, Rifts Africa br brings about the uh, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse storyline, which is which is very involved. And those guys are no joke. You do not want them meeting up and having a party. You don't want that. It was more interesting. Oh, that's some high praise right there. Well, here's a question for you. Is there equivalent to Rin Yama, Yamaoka, the spirit from DBD? Okay, a, a lot of a lot of anime has a Rin in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's like it's like Joe. Dead, Dead by, by daylight. daylight. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Um, a demon equivalent. I think, I think there is. Let's see if I can. I find still it. have I the book. It's not it. showing, it but I still have the book. Up. Well, it'd be under Oni, wouldn't it? Yep. Crap! Quick Come find on. is not quicken me. Yeah, my my PDF crashed. Wow. Apparently it did. didn't like me going back to page one. There we go. Jeez. Robots. Oni Mystic, Oni Master, Oni RCC. Tables for Oni Creation. What page? So it's 200. 200. Get that up. Monsters of Japan. Uh, let's find something. And no, no, nothing, nothing really analogous. Afraid not. I mean, you, you can look through it. I mean, he's 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 flipping through it for you, and uh, you can see something that maybe. Maybe you see, could be, you put the, you put samurai armor on him and yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Adapted from risk conversion book one. All right. So, oh, yeah, look at that. It's a drider. Oh, first, first Nima. Lasat Okay. Frist. Okay. Scala Frist. Why isn't it, it RPG digest as in joke instead of instead of digest? Well, I don't think we're not. I don't think it's a joke. Wait. So wait. Well, well, no, 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 no. Well, if you no, no, no. Why isn't it digest? Because G E S T actually means something. So it's RPG. Die for dice, and then G E S T actually means. And uh, Heathen Dog came up with that one. I, I want to say accidentally, but you know, there's no proof of that. Uh, Benefit of doubt. 
<laughs> it's it's an old word that uh, that you can actually look up. And for anybody else who's like, WTF are they talking about? Yeah, me, so. I, 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 I'll, I will give him credit that that yes, he's he's right. I didn't do the I didn't do the jest thing just for the jest, but digest is a is a small a small book summarizing all the information you need type thing. And I just replaced that with die, kind of like Beatles replaced some of the word, and there you go, you got Beatles now. It was basically that. Because I right. used to, I used to read the readers, the old readers' digests when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, see, Saber, Saber got it, got it right there. I wanted to have die like as in dice, and then yeah. we, you know we we were kind of shooting names back and forth, and just came out digest, and I was like, Ugh. but then when I found that jest actually meant something like that makes sense. It's like it was an <laughs> old story. Like an old story or something like that, or mm -hmm. old adventure, romance adventure, or whatever the hell it was. I can't remember. It's like, huh, well, guess what? It kind of fits. So that's All right. Why. Any final comments from anybody regarding uh, Riff's Worldbook 8 Japan? <laughs> Artie was a perfect bathroom reader. I think my mom still gets it. Aging yourself. Come on. It's no secret we're old. I know. It was somebody put in there, like, graduated in 95, and I was just like, Youngin. <laughs> uh, was it? I think it was G Rock that put in the graduate in '95. I'm like, well, yeah, thanks. You didn't thanks graduate for me. far earlier than that. What was you? '92, '91, '91. There you go. I graduated '94. Youngin. The Max and HD Romax story. That's right. Uh, did you go over Dragon Borg? Actually, no. Wait, I got to go down. There we go. What? There it is. <laughs> what the clip that uh did you go over uh dragon borg were there dragon borg in there there is a dra there's uh, all kinds of borg in here uh one of them is it you know, there's the there's the crazy borg the ninja borg and then dragon borg basically what it is it's a regular borg only uh, they decided to uh, put, you know, put them into a, instead of a human shaped body, a dragon shaped body. It gives some advantages. One of being that uh, with the, with the much longer and smaller profile when on the ground, you could, you can uh, do uh, much more like a, a dodging and weaving and, and infiltration, stuff like that than a human bipedal body could do. And you could set it up with a whole bunch of really cool, like intimidation stuff, like plasma flamethrower breath, um, uh, rending uh, vibro claws and stuff like that. You could do a whole lot of cool stuff. But they found that if a person is in a, a dragon Borg body too long, they start losing their humanity and and respect for people because they start thinking they're better because of all the advantages that they see having this dragon body. Some of them even go go super super crazy and start thinking they they're more like actual dragons than people anymore. That's when they're like, okay, you got to get out of that. Nope, get 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 your brain case out of that. We're gonna put you in a regular body now. Thank you for your service. Get the fuck out. I remember where I was too. I was driving from New Mexico to Minnesota on leave while I was in the Air Force, and it was all over the news, and I was getting pissed off over the fact because I couldn't stand Nirvana. 
or yeah, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, neither. I didn't like it either. No. So not that I want to see anybody die. And of course it's tragic, but I didn't give a shit. But all my friends are like, oh my God, it was the worst thing ever. I'm like, okay, what else? <laughs> all right. <laughs> so apparently that was clipped. Yep. Saber expert clipped it for you. <laughs> so Thank you, sir. Okay, let's, uh, I just want to remind everybody to give us a subscribe. I didn't put that up enough times. I put it up a couple times, but, uh, and by all means, share, 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 share streams, share videos, share it all, make people watch it, glue their eyelids open as they're watching the playlist, and then have them like and hit the bell icon for notifications. <laughs> so, uh, and Heathen Dog's gone. Goodbye. Nope, I just had to sneeze. Um, we'll keep the number one. A couple of things, not that I forgot to go over, but uh, I wanted to mention again because I was actually looking it up to see where it is. We have some friends of the channel. Mm -hmm. At least I'd like to think we do. I'm gonna do this the lazy way. All right. Uh, Jim, look at that. Jim Bloodworth put up like he's got five things up here already. I can't even write one in time. <laughs> He's a more and, prolific writer than you are. That's yeah, all. apparently. I think he had these things just already in waiting. That's my story. But uh, go check out uh, DM Bloodworth's uh, stuff. It's RSL Games Publishing on DriveThruRPG. And you can see one, two, three, four for uh, Mythic Fantasy RPG. There's some controversy behind the game, but... Eh. Yeah. Um, what's that? Not worried about it. Yeah. And uh, this one's for Gangbusters uh, BX. To uh, check those out. Another one I wanted to show was uh, we haven't talked about this in a few weeks, and I completely forgot about it, to be honest with you. But fundraising. This is from uh, Grimm's website, so postmortemstudios.wordpress.com. And he's got a scholarship going on for artists if you want to donate to it. And you can see the donation series actually up to five, uh, over 500 euro. So that's good. It's 500 about was his goal. But every every euro after that is also going to be put put back into the scholarship. Either an literally one hundred percent. What's that? Literally one hundred percent. But it's a flexible yep. goal. So right. So it's either going to if there's enough, someone else can win another prize this year, or it'll be rolled over into next year to help meet the goal for next year. So <laughs> it's not going to waste. It's it's going to help either more people this year or someone next year. Damn Bloodworth doesn't have a guy that makes him question his ability to write as a human being. That's what Crafty's <laughs> doing to me. Wait, does oh. he have an editor? Because that's that's money. Well, he, maybe he uh, he can edit his own stuff. He's that good. So Nor Norris has stopped watching Super Supernatural and Bromance. Guys, right? Yeah, I mean, every episode of Supernatural after season one goes like this: We're brothers, man. We're family. We're fa family sticks together. You've now seen fourteen seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> Well, the, the last episode actually, uh, you know what? I'm going to ruin it for everyone. That's fine. I haven't watched like the last three seasons. I just gave okay. up after like season 10 or 11. They win and they, they no longer are protected by plot armor and Dean dies in a, in a, in a bullshit vampire thing that he would mm -hmm. never, ever die to in the 15 years prior, but he died to this one. And then Sam goes off, lives his life, gets married, has a kid. Dies of old age. Mm. So they actually separated in the end. 
There was they'll no crap a, like I'll bring back movie. life. He's, no, he's my brother. A, I gotta They'll have a movie and they'll come back and <laughs> Castiel will be like <laughs> using a freaking walker and <laughs> Booger will be back on the show for some nonsensical reason. Saber Expert, you know, uh season one was the strongest. It 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 did the the first season of X Files thing where it's a monster of the week type mm-hmm. thing. And and it was a but strong. But it still problem. had it had an over art uh, overarching yeah, story, a, but, it, over, but it was a soft yeah. story. Right, right, yeah. It, it it had an arc that went the entire season, but that that arc only really showed up in certain episodes throughout the season, and then culminated at the end. But the rest of it was just monster of the week type thing. Where it really and started to lose strong. me was with the Leviathan crap, whatever season that was like around season yeah. seven or something. That that's when I was already kind of on the fence. I, I watched it for the next few seasons just cause a habit, but then it was like seasons 10 or 11. I just stopped, like stopped. I get it. So prefer the um, Highlander series. I like the Highlander series too. It has not aged. Well, I'll give you that much though. It has not aged. Well, Try, trying to rewatch series from the nineties now. I mean, Stargate Stewards was very forgiving for those things. A little rough. I mean, I guess that was late nineties, two thousands, but Stargate oh, that Stewards went on for me. like that was like five seasons. Who? Uh, the Stargate? Highlander. Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't like it. I liked the first movie, but after that, third movie was okay. A lot of people hate it. I just thought it was eh, okay, but I didn't really care for the series Highlander or the Shooter second movie. Just Doesn't exist. So bad. So bad. Going back to watch show. Well, I, I didn't like MacGyver in the first place. In fact, when I found out that Richard Dean Anderson was in the Stargate series, I didn't watch it for like the first two seasons. I don't know what you're talking about. I loved uh, it. I love MacGyver. A-Team. A-Team wins, MacGyver loses. Okay, stop. <laughs> what, what is it, uh, Rick and Morty? Ball fondlers. <laughs> uh... All right. Uh, so anyway, I put I put that in there. If you want to donate to his scholarship, uh, what else do we have going? Airwolf. on? <laughs> hey, when Jan Michael Vincent died, I had a little tear. Well, yeah, you, you see him at the end though. He ruined his body with oh, drugs. Yeah. He just ruined it. I, I was drugs a huge and alcohol just messed well, him up and wife bad. beating. But uh, I was a huge Airwolf fan. I was not a Blue Thunder fan. No, lo- no, Blue Thunder was was not great. Nope. But I but I did love Airwolf. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, what was what was the TV? How how did the order go? It went like was it Airwolf A Team Fall Guy, <laughs> something like that. Fall Guy. But, yeah. Hey, it had the seven million or six million dollar man in it. I had it to watch did. it at least. <laughs> so Steve Austin. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's get to let's Logan get to uh, Jesus Christ. We're all too old here. Move on. <laughs> I know, right? Hogan Zeros. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I watch that too. Um, so anyway. yeah, yeah. Quantum Leap. I have I have all of Quantum Leap on my Plex server. Simon and Simon. Yes. I like Simon and Simon. That's one but, I didn't watch. I didn't like Heart to Heart though, but I like Simon and Simon. Okay, let's let's go on to. Uh, we let's see. We talked about uh, Blood Warriors. We talked about that. All right, let's. Um, I got no cards here because I want to stay on topic for once. Yeah, that, that never happens. Um, let me remind you to subscribe, and we're gonna jump into segment two now. Which segment two requires a disclaimer. I might not need it today, but I keep forgetting to do it. So, uh, do you want to read or you want me to? 
You go ahead. Okay. All opinions and comments belong to the individual speaker. And do is there like an extra space after that R and that comma? I can't tell. And do not represent Crafty, where are you to yell at me about that comma positioning? <laughs> do not represent Legion Myth Organization. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions are often and intentionally used for simplicity, effect, fun, because it gets your goddamn panties in a bind. It makes me go, ha 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 ha, you're hurt by words. And uh, he, him, and him, his, have long been considered neutered pronouns, not meant to exclude any gender. All you they, them weirdos out there can go fuck yourselves. Uh, books should be written with he, him, and his in there. And if you don't like that, then you're, you just believe in nonsensical garbage. It offends me. It's sexist. It is not. You're, you're an idiot. And this content is not meant for children under the age of 13, or really any age, let's be honest. And then, oh, we're going to talk about uh, watching live play streams. And G-Rock is here, so uh, he might have something to say about this. Scarecrow, Mrs. King. Oh my God! Stop talking about the old TV shows that some of us remember. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, how Legion of Myth is uh, what, we're, what we're planning on doing. And I noticed it says Legion of Myth and not RPG Digest. That was somewhat intentional. In 2021, so I'm going to start off by getting this crap off the screen because I want to look at the stream. Right over there. So I'm going to ask Ethan Dog. I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Up, oh, subscribe. Please subscribe. So, um, Heathen Dog, yeah. which, assuming critical role counts, which live play streams do you consistently watch? None. Great. End of this segment. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, neither do I. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, these live play streams. Now, uh, with G Rock here, he's going to be like, but you watched Bruce Lombardo. Yes. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. I don't watch... Uh, actually, I'm going to... Heathen Dog, why, why don't you watch these? Not have time? Not like them? Did you know they... Did you even know they existed? What's up with that? Okay. Uh, actually, thinking about it, I, I go back to a line from uh, Sword Art Online. When uh, the, uh, the protagonist was confronting... Um, the, uh, the the creator of the game who was masquerading as a player in the game and he was outing him and he said the worst thing that uh, that uh, an MMO RPG player can do is just watch or I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing badly but uh, just just watching is not fun. Have you ever watched someone play a role-playing game? Apparently, a lot of people liked it. it. It's awful. It's boring. It's bad. <laughs> it's so why bad. do so? Why do you think so many people do it? I have no idea. Well, dur during during lockdown and stuff like that, I get it. You may not be able to play yourself. You got to get your fix somewhere, and uh, maybe maybe some people have chat be able to integrate their ideas into the game or create adversity. For the characters, you know, so you can actually interject yourself into the game a little bit. Maybe, maybe some people do that. I don't know. That would have some kind of interaction that would allow me to stay and watch. Sure. But other than that, I have no idea. You know, it's funny. You guys actually did a uh, a video. And when I say you guys, you and Garthon back with the old Legion Myth Weekly live stream, similar to, to this. And it touched on this topic where... You know, 
First of all, I agree with Heathen Dog. They're boring. I don't care about your character. You're not sitting at the table with me. You're not playing in any way that I would normally play anyway, probably. I don't want anything to do with you as a human being, probably. <laughs> so why am I going to watch you? I mean, if you've got something interesting, some content, like you've got to watch this. This is the best game master ever. I'll watch, you know, once, maybe. And see if I believe that. I watched a few episodes of Critical Role. You know, when everybody... I, I didn't watch anything in season one. Didn't even know about it for season one. Season two, I watched like three episodes of it before I was like, okay, I get what this guy's doing. Um, you know, as far as other ones out there, uh, you know, again, like I said, if G-Rock is still here, he might know, well, you watch Bruce Lombardo, yes. But I actually watched him because I prefer his commentary to, this, to, the, to the game streams. I watched him on YouTube and he came by our channel. I figured I owed him to go by his channel. And if he's on and I'm doing nothing, I'll watch him because that's just support for another streamer I like. But I'm not going to go seek him out because he's, you know, running a Pathfinder game, especially since it's a Pathfinder game. Um, the other thing that he does, and then this is something that that uh, is just a dichotomy I can't get over, is uh, he talks, he... Like, when I spew something in the chat, he reads it. As a player, if I was in his game, that would piss me the fuck off. Stay focused on the game. I didn't even let Bob have a Game Boy at the damn table and he gave me shit about that. No. You're focused on the game. You're going to stay in the game. And that's why I can't do the whole the whole streaming thing. You know, he does it the right way. I chat. Somebody chats. Somebody says something. Puts it on the screen. Talks about it a little bit. It interrupts the game. But they're good with that. I, I, I for the love of God, I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> that's just... She'd been at our games when he lived here. You see... I don't know. I, I, I'm Heathen Dog knows, and Heathen Dog's kind of the same way as me, as me in this one. When you're there at the table, you're there to play the game. I don't have time to waste. And I don't do these three, four-hour sessions. I do eight-hour sessions. You take a break to eat, and we come back, and we, and we do more. Um, but you're there. It's like a job. No, it's not that bad. But it, what my point being is that you're there to do this. Keep all the side comments and tangents and weirdness and watching TV shows and playing your Game Boys and so on and so forth. Get that out of there. And it just just isn't for me. I'm not saying other people shouldn't watch it, but it just isn't for me. Um, you have anything to to piggyback on that? No, that's that's basically it. I mean, uh, I'm going to try to to include chat in an unobtrusive way. Because a, a lot of a lot of games, modules especially, have natural breakpoints. You know, either either simulated fast travel or you know uh, information gathering is done and you're starting to head out to do something. Those are natural points where you can pause, give everyone time to go to the bathroom, get something to drink, whatever, and then you can use that time to address chat. While everyone else is refreshing, reloading, whatever. I, I can see that. I'm, I'm, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying that there aren't ways to do it. But like he said, you should you should see in the games uh, when you lived here, derailed every minute. I'd end up leaving the game. Maybe not that session, but after a couple of sessions of that, I, I wouldn't be able to play anymore. Uh, but my game might not be for you and your game might not be for me. So to be very fair, I'm not saying anybody's playing it wrong. I'm just saying this is why I don't like watching the online stuff. Um... The reason I came up with this topic, if you want to call it that, is because uh, this week I've had two surveys uh, 
basically asking me which live play streams I like to watch. One was from Twitch and one was from Twitch Affiliate. And I'm like, I don't watch any of them. I don't like any of them. I don't care to. I would rather watch YouTube videos talking about uh, about something, about, you know, some commentary or uh, what 6th edition D&D should be or some weirdness like that. Unless somebody says, dude, you've got to watch this. This is so hilarious. Like the Adam Coble thing with that quote-unquote sexual harassment, which as much as I can't stand Adam Coble, that was not sexual harassment. Get over it. If you feel harassed, you've got a problem delineating game from reality. And we talked about that in an episode in the past. We did. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I'll watch something like that, but I, outside of that, I'm not, I just, I just don't care. Like I said, it's interesting, like with the, with the Bruce Lombardo streams, they're interesting to me because I go there. I, I, I make some, I'm not trying to derail the game, but, uh, you know, they attach onto it for a little bit. They laugh, they have fun, they go back to it. If he were to say, shut up, we're trying to play a game, I'd respect it. You know, for me, it's all about, you know, what game they're playing. Yeah, that's, I can understand Again, I'm not saying that anybody's wrong. I just say, like, I, I can't do it. There's a second reason why this came up as well. Uh, I have that problem with my GM for a game. Players keep derailing, go AFK randomly. Yeah, that oh, that's nuts. another thing. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing that uh, that online teachers have a problem with, where the, the kids can just turn off their mic and camera <laughs> randomly and go away and then come back when they want. I hear and a lot now, of parents get involved. To, you have to say again all the things you said to the, to the rest of the class. I see that. I, I, I don't see it a whole lot, but I heard about that happening a lot with online games where they don't feel for some reason, they don't feel the, the necessity to actually pay attention all the time. And they're like, well, what happened? What I, I had to go to the bathroom or something. What happened? You didn't, you didn't say anything. We didn't stop. You had to go to the bathroom. Great. Then we stop for three minutes while you do that. And then we come back, we'll start again, but you just left. And I kept going. Maybe the game master didn't notice you left. Maybe, maybe this is the fifth time that you, you freaking turn the camera off and he's tired of your nonsense. You know, that that's, that's damn kids. <laughs> Get off the I, wall. I, I, yeah. I probably should have to, or I probably should run a game online once or twice just to uh just to get that because i know what my initial reaction my initial reaction is like you're either here for the game or you're not and 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 here's the thing i'm not trying to derail this because i i do have to segue into something for heathen dog here in a little bit but i got a couple more notes um but it's like the whole concept of like first of all i play games for eight hours i don't play them for three hours i don't see how you can get anything done in three hours time uh online i hear it's much 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 more difficult to run an eight hour thing which is maybe true which okay um i just i couldn't see us getting anywhere like what we played what every single day for two and a half or a day well every week saturday, saturday. every yeah. week for eight hours sometimes it even lead into 10 hours if combat went long um with maybe a week or two off a year just due to weird things like a holiday or or i don't know but we did that for two and a half years and your yeah. characters got to sixth seventh eighth circle depending on, on who you were mm -hmm. 15th circle is max that'd be the equivalent of let's say like a 10th level D, D character playing eight hours every week well between six and eight but yeah yeah and people enjoy uh, my games are pretty hardcore about on the eight hour mark noon, noon to eight um uh, during football season is on saturdays off football season is on sundays <laughs> but uh, anyway uh but yeah 
I, I, you know, I should probably try because because if people were to walk in and out or turn the camera off so forth, I'd be like, dude, either you're part of this game or you're not. Oh, this isn't about me. No, fuck you. You're at the table. It's all about you. Okay, you have to pay attention because one, I'm not going to repeat myself. Two, you're going to miss something. You're going to complain about it later. Or B, give me the fucking respect I deserve. I would do it for you as a game master. Well, not even that. You're also disrespecting the other players because if you're if you're not on the same page as everyone else, then you're you're not going to be useful. And you are a detriment. You're a, you're a boat anchor to everyone else. Some comments here. I want to say same solution for teachers, GM. Keep going. Don't repeat yourself. Yeah, yeah there's then... a problem with that be, because just like the teacher, the game master is responsible somewhat for the players having a good time. J just like just like the teacher is responsible for the student learning. So you have to go back and teach them that that they missed because that's your job as a game master. You kind of have to go back and catch up that idiot player because if you don't, he's he's going to quit. Or, or he's going to be a boat anchor to all the other players, and it's going to bring everyone's enjoyment down. So you're caught. I, I haven't noticed this, but I'm glad you have. Maybe I need to pay attention more. Maybe there's some other ones that... Uh, uh, one of the things that... So um, our man said, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube DM experts that then play games show me that my DMing ranks pretty high. I think I'm a capable, I'm a pretty decent uh, game master. Not great, but not bad. Uh, I, I put myself in the good category, a little above average, when it comes to running a game as a whole. I it just, I'm really, I don't think I would qualify as that, even with some experience, mostly because my attitude would just be like, I don't want to do this anyway. Like, how I handle maps, how I handle, you know, character interaction, you know, the delays between this and that. The online thing is just, it's got me very, uh, Hmm. I, I just we just need this whole 2020 to leave us. Okay, it's 2021 now, but to leave us where people can start gathering together again. Um, let's see. Long games are very easy to do in person. Yep. I uh, can't do 10-hour games online, and I've heard that a lot. So I, I believe it. There's certain there's certain energy happens around the game table that cannot be replicated online. I it's, I believe that's one of the reasons why I don't like doing. I'm, I'm a role player. I play for stories. Nah. I play for both. I play for game and story if you're going to have that delineation. But yeah, I want to see my character grow. I want to actually have conversations with NPCs, not like, not just, oh, I, t I tell them uh, I buy these five things. I'd rather actually have that interaction, even if it's just on a small scale, to have the world, you know, feel alive. That takes a little bit more time. Uh, um, do the same thing with land party. Yeah, I guess I could see that too with land. DM, you have to know what you're hurt. Yeah, you're hurting cat. Yeah, well, see that, and I'm not good at hurting cats. I'm very much a shut up and color type person. You're either here for the game or you're not. Pick one or the other. There's no gray area. It's a one or a zero. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty decent. I, and again, Heathen Dog is as well, and Garthon was too um, when he was running games about putting an end to this. Once it gets to the point of, okay, people aren't focusing on the game anymore. Right. But you know what? When, when more than one of your players starts going into tangents, that, that is a good, a good sign for the game master to call for a 15, 20 minute break. And then everyone comes back, having that out of their system, refresh, come back in and you can play for another couple hours before it starts happening again. He liked our games. Oh, Ask him, Max sucks sure? at hurting cats too. Ask him to milk cat. Ew, gross. Okay, so with that, um,
The other thing is, is it's been posted a few times on our Discord. Uh, most recent one was actually today, where we were asked to run a DCC game. Uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, game. But Heathen Dog's been asked to run, run Rifts, uh, Call of Cthulhu. Is that, I think it's just those two, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to do a Call of Cthulhu. Yep. And, and we'll talk about that in a moment. I've been uh, asked to run everything from AD&D to Astonishing Swords with Source Hyperborea to Forbidden. Basically, anything I've talked about, uh, why don't you run a game? Earth Dawn has been a big one that uh, came up. Um, uh, again, I just, I, I'm not interested. I'm a little more interested in playing than running. I'm just not interested. With that said, though, and this is more for heathen talk because uh, he'll express this better than I can. Uh, you know, you, you you keep poking us on Discord. You keep throwing the shekels our way. You know, shekels speak. <laughs> you know, to some degree. And and with that uh, with that in mind, I mean, heathen dog for our two thousand subscriber giveaway thing. He's got a call Cthulhu game that I think he's got some updates to <laughs> right yes. now. So if you want to talk about your call of Cthulhu online game. I do. Thank you. Uh, this is a, uh, a game from the uh, 2011 Cthulhu Masters Tournament Round 1. Everyone who made go. it to the finals in that year... Yeah, I know. I read that. I read that. Thank <laughs> you. Everyone who made it to the finals that year got a copy of the book. And only eight were done. You can see right here. This is copy six of eight. So uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. It is it is a convention style game, which means it's about four hours, because that was the slot for 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 Gen Con for a normal a normal size game is four hours. It's made for six to eight people, and it's it scales depending on how many people are there. It's it's the scaling is built into this adventure, which means that you can play it just as well with two people as you can with eight. It auto scales, and. Uh, it is just like a convention. It is based on your role-playing, not your knowledge of the game. So it is perfect for someone who has never played Call of Cthulhu before. It doesn't get super rules intensive. It doesn't get super rules heavy. It's very light. It's based on fourth and or fifth edition rules, which is fine. I have, I have both those books. And it's made to introduce you to the mechanics of the game in a way that is easy and um, completely un, uh, in, inobtrusive to the story because the story is the most important thing. It's how the, because it was a, it was a competition. So it's written like that. It's giving everyone the chance to role play to, to win and go to the next round because this game was made that the that the top uh, the the top two role players in this six to eight person group would advance to the next bracket. So it's rules light, it's dice roll light. It's more your decisions and are you deciding this in or out of character. So it's it's very very easy to play even if you don't know Call of Cthulhu. I I think I think actually it's easier if you don't know Call of Cthulhu to to play this game. <laughs> it's easier if you don't know the minutiae of the game because some of the minutiae was swept away just to make sure it's streamlined to make that four hour mark do you have so a, a new date and time for this yet 
it what like I said, it was going to be uh, on the on the 30th of December because th- that's when Crafty told me he had off. And it was in between Christmas and New Year, which means a lot of other people would have off during the day as well. So a lot more people could potentially join. We'll just but say then, a combination of factors arose. A combination of factors arose. Some of it were him. It but, wasn't uh, my computer that broke. There you go. <laughs> so uh, it, it didn't happen. And now it's either going to have to happen on a Saturday. So more people have the opportunity to join because now everyone's gone back to work. Or it's going to be have to be in the evening on a weekday. Between 6 and 10, probably, Eastern time. What would be really important for this is post on our Discord to let us know when people are available, then Heathen Dog can make a better better decision. Exactly right. Hey, you know what? Go go to our Discord. If you're watching this on a PC, just scroll a little bit down and you'll get the link to Discord. Hang out for five or ten minutes to make sure you're you're locked in and then post on the uh, the Call of Cthulhu thread that, hey, I want to play. All you have to, to all you have to be is a follower or a YouTube subscriber to come in, but <laughs> I will fill the six slots from beginning, starting with YouTube subs. I'm sorry. Uh, YouTube members, yep. YouTube members, uh, Twitch subs and subscribe star backers. The ones who give me money, get first place. If there's <laughs> not six, six, uh, monetary backers that want to play, then followers and YouTube subscribers fill out the rest. So you could get in for free. That's fine. And I'm not, I'm not sad about that. That's fine. Not everyone wants to play Call of Cthulhu. Not everyone wants to play online. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I get it. But go into discord and put in, Hey, I'd like to join. And you want it to be on Saturday during the day, Saturday during the evening or a weekday during the evening. I could could give up one of these episodes for you to do that. Right. It's going, it's going to be, if it's a weekday evening, it's going to be between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time, which would be what in Central? I'm that'd sorry, I was reading Crafties. What was that? Earlier. That would be 5 and 9 Central. 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Central. 6 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. That's when it will be in the evening. To make sure that that people from the Eastern and Central time zones are out of work and can possibly get home in time to jump in on the game. But there you go. He, the dog is going to have, have an online. We were just talking about not doing online things, but he's going to go, he's putting himself out there for you. I'm going to try it out. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it'll work for me. Maybe it'll work for us. Who knows? I'm going to try it out. But there are, there are three natural breaks in this, in this thing. Again, like I said, built for a convention, three natural 10 to 15 minute breaks built in. So that, that will be when I will be addressing chat. That will be when I will, you know, answering questions outside the game or uh, if you have any questions about what's going on in the game, like the motivation of my character, stuff like that. Say it then. I'll answer the best of my ability. Um, all of the characters are pre-generated. All of them have their own backstory. Not, not like five pages, a paragraph. A paragraph of backstory. This gives you the opportunity to role play your character more in depth. Like these, these two characters are friends. These two characters don't like each other, stuff like that. You role play that you get points at the end of the game session. 
each player will vote for another player, not themselves. I, I vote, my vote gets two. Counts for two votes because I'm the game master and you can suck it. <laughs> whoever wins, whoever gets the most votes, wins any Steam game they want, $15 or less. You name the Steam game, if it's $14.99 or less, then you get it. Because you're a winner. Look and winners that. get good stuff. Giving away all my money. What the hell? <laughs> well, I was going to pay for this one, but... Oh, yeah. okay. Yay! <laughs> all right, well, that's good, that's good stuff right there. Remember, that's Call of Cthulhu. It's going to be whenever it's decided. I hope it's sometime in 2021 because we were supposed to do this for a 2,000 subscriber. You I know, know right? <laughs> no, seriously, go into Discord, find the Call of Cthulhu thread, and put in, I want in, and it's best for me at this time. Either during the day on, on Saturday or Sunday, during the evening on Saturday or Sunday, or weekday evening. Which one is best for you? And whatever person sign up already is going to win. That's how it's going to work. And I understand that, that, that crafty has every Wednesday off. I understand crafty. I'm sorry. Wednesday was great for in between the two holidays because a lot of people had vacation time then, but not a lot of people are going to be able to do Wednesday during the day. Now, Wednesday evening, if a lot of people like, like, uh, like the evening portion of the weekday, then I'll do it on a Wednesday. Would you like to hear his comment? Yeah. So I vote for Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. We don't do Eastern time. We fucking God damn, I hate East Coast assholes. Uh, I'm going to change our, I'm going to change Legion Myth to everything Zulu time. Uh, Fantasy Land time? I don't think so. Huh? No, it's a UTC. Uh, but uh, I vote every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Works very well. So he's well, good for Wednesday. He did. That's that's where I'm reading it from. Okay, great. All right. So a uh, week weekday evening. That's what crafty is. Now yep. I say weekday evening, but if we get enough votes for weekday evening, it will be Wednesday evening. That's what he crafty said. Wednesday. Gives me money. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. He's PST. So okay, he's Pacific. Well, so is uh um so is uh uh Sauce Mouse, and he wants to play as well. So somebody tried to convince me, said, hey, when you move back to the States, are you finally going to do everything in uh, East Coast time? I'm like, first of all, no. Secondly, I'll be in Alabama. And guess what? That's Central time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as long as my home record remains in Central Standard time, Legion of Myth is going to stay <laughs> Central Standard time. Eden Dog yes, is ESD. I am, right? I am in Eastern Standard time. So is Garthon. Yeah, so they're a-holes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, so, all right, well, hey, um, it's a, th this week going to be probably too short notice, but, uh, you know, you, Heathen Dog will figure that out. That's what the, the Call of Cthulhu uh, game channel is for, is for you guys to talk that uh, about, yeah, Central's better, it's right, Alabama isn't a state, it's a swamp. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I'm not going there off of my own volition. Well, I kind of am. Hey, you know, you, you already lived in D.C., so you're used to it, right? Yeah, well, that's another reason. I lived in D.C. for six years. That's another reason why I don't do East Coast time. But, uh, all right, anyway, so we did get some questions. So, Sheriff is an off-subject question. I've always been confused about challenge rating in D&D and when you should fudge it depending on group equipment and or setup. First of all, I don't play 3rd edition, 4th edition, or 5th edition D&D. I know what challenge rating is. I don't care what challenge rating is. I also don't play Pathfinder, so I know what that crap is. I don't play with it. 
Um, I will put the creature in the game that I think is right and that I think that the characters can beat. I couldn't care. That's like Battletech with the whole uh, battle value. I don't do any of that crap. Your mech's 55 tons. My mech's going to be 55 tons. We're going to go shoot each other up. I don't care what the battle value of each one is. Um, I, I just don't use any of that. But then again, I don't play games that require that use. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Crafty's played the uh, the module yet. But, uh, I mean, the <laughs> you should have seen one of the reactions. Mystic Legion, if he ever posts on here again. Uh, he... he I don't want to say through a temper tantrum. That that is too much. That's an exaggeration. But uh, let's just say he got rather emotional when he saw how strong that Minotaur is. But they all beat it, and they all lived because they decided to you know use some teamwork and so forth. It can be a very deadly game if he, they would have let it position itself the way a different group did and get all sliced up. That if they would have lost, and all five would have lost at the same time because you know that's the. That would have just been bum rushing in and you know what the minotaur is going to make you pay for that the point being is uh, i'm going to put in creatures that i think that you can use that, that you can handle i'm not going to have you let's use second edition ADD. remember we talked about the shadow well the shadow requires a magic weapon to hit right i'm not going to put a shadow against you if you don't have a magic weapon like this <laughs> you know so i don't use challenge rating and all that garbage i, I don't like it um plus i change up monsters almost every time because people memorize monster manuals so i make my monsters a little more unique uh i played it we had a just a death so you guys beat it that's uh I, I might need to hear about that uh that's awesome uh so go a death in the party uh well you definitely want to hear about how that happened that's that's uh so he played the module um quick version without giving me you know rip me a new a-hole on on the stream here thumbs up or thumbs down for an introductory adventure and uh, since he also mentioned, Max, are you going to talk about uh, about your module? Talk about this one? This is, uh, this is the module I'm writing up. Uh, is that blood really necessary? <laughs> they caved in the tunnel and let it start. I don't know how they did that, but okay, if that's... <laughs> Somebody, one of those, uh, um, was it those rock, I forget what the rock wizards are called, but uh, anywho, I'm not going to go too much past this because I don't want you to see it, but it's a 30 page. Oh, here, I'll do the map. No, I won't because the map, I can, there you go, war experience, you do a stronghold, look at that, appendices, look at that, you got stuff in there, there are the monsters. All right, we're done. Um, but <laughs> I saw fire demon. I saw fire you did, demon. You did see fire demon. Uh, CR is not used by anyone as far as I know, says Arn Man. So there we go. I'm interested to see uh, hear how they caved in the tunnel. Nobody's tried that. Everybody's just done combat before. But then again, I've never run a game yet where somebody played uh, a druid or a... Uh, druid or is it? I think it's called the wizard. I should know this and I don't. That's good to know. So that's what I've been working on. I'm writing it in the, in the, in the vein of, as an homage to old school first edition type uh, stuff. Modules. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a module, but it's written it's written in the form. I mean, you can look at the title bar, so on and so forth. You could put this next to your first edition AD and D, you know, adventures and so forth. But it is for Forbidden Lands. Really, it's for anything. And so uh, that is going to be once uh, once Crafty gives it the thumbs up, and Heathen Dog and Garthon and Shares uh, give it the thumbs up, then I'm going to put that for backers only. So if you pay us money, you'll have access to it. If you don't pay us money, well, you won't. Ethan Dog convinced me that, you know, everything's about money here. <laughs> I 
So uh, hey, everyone on Twitch and YouTube is a is a money whore. That's it. And why why deny it? There's no reason to. There isn't. <laughs> if you okay. monetize a video, you're doing it for money. There's no unless other reason you, to do that. Unless YouTube monetizes it on you now. Jeez, I'm punching my microphone again. Because you know YouTube can do that now. They can monetize your videos without you even wanting them to be. Great times. All right, all right, all right. Um, to kind of piggyback on the two things here. Uh, so we we talked about the the live play streams. You know, part of this is uh, we want to before I get in the whole what we're going to do for 2021. You kind of saw an example of one of the things I want to offer for 2021. I'd like to do more of that, but. Uh, Okay, I thought I saw something. I did not. But as you can probably tell, Heathen Dog and I aren't the uh, most uh, socially network, uh, social media, uh, uh, happy, savvy. It's, I shouldn't say savvy. Social media is not hard. But we don't do it. I have a flip phone. It's a flip phone. <laughs> um, my problem with social media is that uh, I want to tell so many of the people on there to go fuck themselves. That's just not the right, you know, instead of doing that, it's just easier for me just to not even look not at the nonsense. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, these people have, if you're, if, uh, if your first instinct, whenever you read a post is to, uh, burn down the whole platform. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they think that they have any sort of meaningful, uh, you know, meaning to my life or whatever. And they don't, the problem is, is that they kind of do have meaning to my life when they change games like Dungeons and Dragons because of 12 Twitter people, you know, crap like that. And of course we rail against that, but most of the time I'm just like, shut the hell up. You know, <laughs> you're not even worthwhile as a human being, let alone somebody with an opinion you think I'd listen to. So, uh, you know, we stay off it. The flip side of that is we don't get to see good people. An example of a good person is uh, that I've been watching a bunch recently is Aaron the Pedantic. No, he and I don't agree on a great many things, but I've been watching his videos and I like him. I think he's worth watching. Uh, I've been following his Twitter. Whenever I go to Twitter, the once or twice a week, I actually go to Twitter, you know, to make sure that our stuff posted, you know, because I do all our posting on Saturday or on on uh, Monday and Saturday for the rest of the week. <laughs> it's all Monday or Saturday. Saturday, I post the stuff for this and then on Monday, I post all the stuff, how it's going live for YouTube. And, uh, you know, I just schedule it out. Other than that, I don't check it. So my, my point being is, like, we don't know about the different groups and communities. We don't know about the different YouTube channels and streams and so forth. I sometimes find them on accident. If you know good ones, bring them over to our Discord. Just mention them in our Discord. I mean, we have no rules in our Discord about posting links. One caveat, you have to tell us what the link is. See, I have a lot of the information that Discord would show you shut off because otherwise it turns into a weird spam color-coded picture meme nonsense. So I only see words. So if you just post a link on there, all I see is a link and I'm not going to click on it. Tell me what that link is. Hey, this guy's talking about D&D 6th Edition. Hey, this chick's talking about how, you know, combat wheelchairs should exist. Hey, this person's talking, you know, did a great Forbidden Lands, you know, something or another. Whatever. Now, Max has just been surprised Rickrolled too many times, so. That doesn't even bother me. I don't even care if I'm Rickrolled. Like, there are people getting mad about that. Oh, my God, Rickrolling! Okay. <laughs> Click off. There you go. Done. Um, but, uh, yeah, just let us know about these groups. If you follow a streamer and you think that we should as well, I'm guaranteeing you we're not going to watch it 24 by 7, but we'll look into it. Uh, and this definitely does segue. Uh, yeah, streams, YouTube channels, groups, communities into uh 
2021. And you might be asking, how does that segue into what uh, Legion of Myth is going to do in 2021? Well, one of the things that, uh, and Heathen Dog's been around to hear me talk about this before, <laughs> but uh, is that I'm going to start doing is I'm going to be looking at Heathen Dog, uh, Garthon, and uh, Sherris now about, guys, got to answer Discord posts. I shouldn't be the only one to be talking on Discord. Now, Heathen Dog, you've had computer issues this week, so you know, I, I, I get that. But there's a lot of posting going on in there on Discord and so forth, and it's usually just me responding. Um, we need to get... Uh, you know, more Legion Mythers. Legion Mythers? Legion Mythites? I don't know. Uh, Legionnaires to uh, to respond. And uh, that's something that we all have to work on a little more. I'm, and one of the reasons I'm saying that, though, to, uh, to be clear, is because I don't know when it is going to happen. It's going to be within the next couple of months. I am moving from one side of the world to the next side of the world. Uh, I'm not going to well, be able to respond. You need to buy a used PC. Uh, not a PC, a laptop. Uh, at some point, I might. Taking a look at things right now. I don't read novels. Well, um, you need to learn to read to be on Discord. <laughs> so, I the, mean, people sometimes... don't usually. Well, no, Max posts novels everywhere he posts. That's yeah. just that's just failing. But uh, people usually on on Discord are pretty, you know, succinct. <clears throat> Literacy is your friend. And, and Chad's are <laughs> not so much, but. Everyone else is usually to the point. Bonzark does as well. The thing is, is some people post their novels in like 50 posts in a row. I just do mine all in one post. So, I mean, look at these ones uh, from, let's see, Tabletop D&D rants uh, from Umbri. I mean, they're fairly long, but they're multiple posts. I, I, this isn't Twitter. This is a place to actually post your thoughts. So yeah, actually, you post it's, not a, it's not 288 or whatever characters you can you can go over that. Yeah. I don't know how much though. 2,000. 2,000. Okay, there you go. 2,000 characters. That's why anytime you see me do multiple posts, it's probably because I hit that 2,000. Over 2,000 characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you go over 2,000 characters, you've done something wrong. I'm gonna stand by that statement. <laughs> if you wrote right over 2,000 characters, you probably have a lot to say. So yeah, and that's wrong. That's not wrong. I don't, I don't get with this whole ADD mentality that if I can't read it in 10 seconds, like, uh, take your medicine, take your medicine, read the fucking post. <laughs> no, I like it. It's a thousand words with a picture, man. That's what it's for. Duh. 2000. Uh, no, that's just memes. I don't like memes. It's one of the reasons why I don't actually, I don't use Twitter that much is because I can't say what I need to say in 288 characters, nor would I want to. You know how much gets taken out of context in that crap? <laughs> um, but uh, so, but, where was I looking at? Uh, where's the social media stuff that I was looking at? Oh, yeah. So, more social media uh, responses, especially on Discord. Discord's a big one for me because I think Heathen Dog especially uh, hits the YouTube stuff. But uh, Garthon and Sherris, hey, you, got, you guys are still, you're on the command team. You, you got to act like it. <laughs> so, call Garthon me out. Garthon doesn't even log into Discord unless he's on yeah. chat. Yeah, that's going to affect his access to it soon. Uh, yes, I said it publicly. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. So, other content we want to offer. Oh, actually, no, the one last thing I have, whether it's Twitter, Parler, Discord especially, call us out. And what I mean by that is you can use that at sign to, uh, to tag us and call us out. Like, if you want Heathen Dog specifically to answer something, go at Heathen Dog, what do you think about this? If you want me to answer something, go at Max Leal, what do you think about this? Uh, if, you, if you're doing a Twitter thing, do at Legion of Myth. 
what do you think about this or, or whatever it happens to be uh you're probably more apt to get a response that way uh but like i said with me moving soon and and losing not losing access but just not having the same time i'm not going to have a job where i can look at this at work <laughs> I'm not going to have, uh, you know, I'm not going to have the ability. The only time I'm not looking at Discord is if I'm sleeping. Now, a lot of times I can't answer it away because I'm playing a game or I'm working on something else and it's going to distract me or whatever. But if I'm, it's, yeah, pretty much when I'm sleeping. That's it. Uh, silver nitrate, magnesium, and a water skin. I don't know where the characters would have got that, but uh, all right. Hey, if that's, if that's what happened in your game, go for it. Uh Getting all sciencey in your in your fantasy game there, but that's a good, that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, if you if you add us, we're more apt to respond because then we know okay that that's for us, and hey, you can add anybody. Now don't do the add everybody thing. I don't think you're allowed to, so I'm not even no. gonna worry about that. I think that's just us that can do that. All right, so the other thing we want to do is so instead of just having more of a social media presence, anything you want to say about the whole social media presence, Discord thing, whatever. Um, is I'm really going to push offering content. And I don't just mean we show up here and stream on, uh, you know, on Saturdays and call it a day. What I mean is, uh, you know what? I like doing this. I think you like doing this as well, right? So yeah. this is fun. At the same time, it takes a good chunk of the day. I mean, right now we've been streaming for what? Uh, I don't see the timestamp up there. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Uh, we've had some that got <laughs> a few that went over four hours. Uh, so that this does take our time. If you enjoy what we're doing, you can watch for free. That's just the way it is. You're allowed to watch for free. I, I'm not going to change that. We have a couple of little minor paywall things, but uh, at the same time, for the people who pay, because we do let you watch for free, uh, and we want to offer more con uh, more actual content. Well, like one of the things I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to do one module per month. Once I get through this whole <laughs> crafty beat me up thing, uh, I got to drop that. That's actually more of a joke than anything else. Just fun to say. But uh, uh, going to uh, I want to offer one module a month. Another thing that I'm looking at is uh, a magic item or a mini adventure. More than one encounter, but it's just a little mini adventure. Something that can be done in a half hour, hour. Something that you can write up fairly quickly. Not much backstory. You can put it anywhere. Uh, you can make it a tavern brawl. You could make it in a, a wilderness encounter or something like that. Something that, uh, you know, hmm, I could throw this in as a little side plot to whatever they're working on. Excuse me. Maybe take up another half hour, hour of the game time, two hours. Those things can be written in like two to three pages at most. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get uh, Heathen Dog to offer up one for riffs or something. I don't know. Well, now, if, if, this Call of, if this Call of Cthulhu game goes well and everyone likes it, then, hey, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a thing. I mean, especially if it, for some reason, garners viewers, that'd be great. You know, that'd be awesome, too. But if everyone liked it and they're like, oh, man, we had a great time. Well, then, I mean, we could do riffs or we could do Call of Cthulhu. It, it, would, be, it would be a specialized Call of Cthulhu. And I think uh, Max knows what I'm getting at. And uh, I have to say, no, I probably will once you tell it to me again, but Delta green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it I didn't is. Think about that. Yep. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be the, the uh, Delta green variant of Call of Cthulhu. Now are you talking about running it or just making like a, uh, an adventure or something running for it, it? R running an oh, okay. actual campaign. If people are interested in that, okay. then fine. You know, I mean, you'll have to, you'll have to appear, you know, once every week or once every other week. 
mm-hmm. and be ready for four to six hours. But yeah, I mean, if everyone's like, yeah, we really loved your game, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't comfortable having it streamed. Well, you know what? Uh, you don't want to be on stream then and still, and still have a game, then be a YouTube member, subscribe star backer or a Twitch subscriber. And if you can fill up six slots, then there you go. Then we'll do it off stream. We'll just do it here and not, and not, uh, and not do or Google meet or whatever. It's doable. It's doable. Right. You're, you're giving me money. You get consideration. That's how it works. And, and if that's what it turns into, I, I didn't write that down because I didn't think you'd want to do that necessarily. But if it does work out, then then yeah, what I would I'd like to do those, I'd like to make sure whether it's on Subscribestar or, or whatever, like this module, once it's finalized, it's going to go on Subscribestar. It's actually going to hit our Discord as well in the private section, uh, you know, section for people to download. I'm also going to put it on Drive Through RPG. So uh, you know, now is my next one going to be for Forbidden Lands? I don't know. I might do an AD&D adventure. I might do a Battletech. Oh, no, it'd be a MechWarrior adventure. I don't know. Whatever I have the mood for. I'm not going to do anything in campaign terms because uh, I don't have anything rattling around my head that I want to take months to write. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, are they going to be tied together? Probably not. They're going to be like, in fact, I was kind of challenging myself. I've got a book of like uh, random quests or something like that. It's like 10,000 random quest ideas. I was just going to roll something out of that book and say, I'm going to write a quest on that. I was going to do it to challenge myself. Uh, maybe that's something I can even post on Discord. Be like, hey, challenge me with a quest idea and, you know, I'll write a module for it. I don't know. But the thing, the point that I'm saying is I want to offer content specifically for the people who back us uh, because there's, other than that, there's really no difference between you folks who watch for free and we welcome you to do so and the people who give us money other than they do it out of the you know, kindness of their heart. Thank you very much, Crafty. So, uh, so you know, it's we're giving back. Think of it that way. So we're giving back. We still have a ton of video games to give away too, by the way. Um, I don't even care about the video game streams anymore. I don't even care if they die off. I have <laughs> just don't care. We don't get any views on. We get more views on this on a low day like today than. It's uh, true. Not lying. Let's see to do, you know, so I got, you know, maybe um, we got maps or minis, you know, stuff that you could put into, uh, I mean, what would you be interested in making since you're on the stream here with me right now? If you were doing it, would it be like adventure or, or maps? Uh, you don't really paint miniatures, do you? No, um, items, like I said, uh, one of my ideas is, you know, magic item or mini adventure. I was just, you know, brainstorming. No, I, I, I tried actually writing an adventure one time. It was a horrible disaster. Uh, I only, I can only go so far as the outline and then I can't, I can't, uh, take it any further and have it be understandable. So what, what I do is, uh, when I, when I do a campaign, I do, uh, the overarching theme for the campaign and then, and then I do outlines for, you know, six or seven adventures that head toward that campaign end and everything else is just filler monster of the week type stuff to get through an entire campaign. And uh, that's, that's what I do and writing it down. I just haven't been able to do it properly. That's just what I do. So, you know, so Delta green is great because it's easy to do the X files thing. Cause you are basically, you know, you're a federal agent and you, you hunt the supernatural. That's what you do. Only there is no Scully because everyone realizes that it's just real. Right. <laughs> and riffs riffs is good too, because uh, riffs, 
you can have an overarching campaign because I have all these world books. They give me that overarching campaign. And then every, every other thing that doesn't touch on that, on that arc is a monster of the week or problem of the week or, you know, whatever. And it's easy enough to write for in a, in a week's time. It's great. But having it to be a sellable product. No, no. Gotcha. Well, we'll, we'll get something. We'll get you doing something. <laughs> but because uh, like I said, the bit, my biggest concern is, is my move. Because my move, you know, it's going to affect this stream for upwards of three months. Because I've got to have all my stuff taken down here. Got to have all my stuff brought over there. I've got to, pro you know, in process, get everything, find a place to live, so on and so forth. I mean, I could do, like you saying, get a cheap laptop. I could also stream to some degree off of my uh, tablets anyway. I mean, that's as long as I have decent internet. The problem is, is all the intangible stuff that only I do, <laughs> like the annotating of all the videos, uh, the making of all the thumbnails, the uh, getting all that stuff on Twitter and, and so on and so forth out to you guys. I mean, you can have a stream every week, but that's all it's going to be is a stream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the annotation thing I could learn how to do, but I literally don't have the tools to do the thumbnails. I literally do not own the, the software needed to do that. They're free ways to do it as well, but yeah, but I, but I got gotcha. you. By the way, Crafty's raising a bunch of terrorist daughters. If you saw his chat, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 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 my D and D campaigns, people found that uh, string and chalk were the most important thing to bring. Hmm. Forbidden Lands has an interesting. Uh, the Year Zero engine has a uh, interesting way of handling encumbrance and equipment. So, uh, I mean. Nothing that he said is not possible at all. I'm not. I'm not even talking about that. But it'd be interesting to see how how they uh, handled the equipment side of it. Would like, okay, we got to have all this stuff. Who's going to carry what, and how strong are we? Well, all this stuff is powder, a pole, whatever you know, chalk or string. This is all light stuff. This is all like you can put a hundred of them and not not weigh a pound or anything. Well, it doesn't go by weight. It goes by a small, normal, large. That okay, pole, well, that pole would be, be large. Yeah, that pole would be large. Yo, definitely, yeah. Unless uh, you're, you know, you're carrying it. If you use it as a weapon, then yeah, it's your it's, weapon, right? Well, if you have a, like a long spear or something, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't use ranges like grids and so forth. Uh, you know, in, in terms of that, but uh, flower powder to find secret doors. Yeah. So I mean, of course, I don't think that would have helped to find the secret doors in this. Did they find the secret doors in this one? Because uh, in both situations where the secret doors were. I guess no, uh, no. Yeah, it could it could have helped. Actually, they're concealed doors, not secret doors, so that's different. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Grant, I just gave away half my adventure. Told him two oh, secret doors. There. So, um, but yeah, then the other thing that we're looking at when I get to the states is uh, it's been hinted at a few times. Not that I want to, but it's been hinted at a few times. Is this going to change time? Are we staying at eleven Central, 12, uh, 12 Eastern, or is it going to go to something? little later in the afternoon you know what the only reason i would change mm -hmm. is if is if you had a really 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 good uh in indicators that we'd get more more viewers at a different time slot that's the only reason i see the change that's the only reason mm -hmm. and and that perfect segue is segues back into something we've said multiple times here gonna say it again but all of this is incumbent upon you what do you guys want let us know. All right, uh, Sherry, sure. have a good one. Uh, do you guys, I mean, for any of this, 
do you want Heathen Dog to run a game? Well, we've already got a bunch of yeses on that. Do you really think Heathen Dog should, should run a game? Uh, well, let's see how the Call of Cthulhu thing go, goes first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, see how this goes first. Yeah. You know, then uh, then, uh, then we'll we'll have the informed decide. Right, right. And then do you do you want us to provide this kind of what content? Do you have a game? Now, so here here's one of the things, and I'm gonna use Sheris as the example because he just left. I can call him out now. <laughs> But no, I like Sheriff's posted that thing about uh, about challenge rating in D and D. He knows I don't play that brand of D and D. Only Garthon does. Actually, you don't either, right? Just to be, uh, yep. you don't play. Okay, I, I, yeah. I played. I played in in Garthon's game. He ran for a little while. It's like I was so, voted off the island. <laughs> That's right. You were voted off the island. Uh, yeah. You know, so people come to us like, "Hey, you should do something about X Y Z game." I'm like, "I have never played X Y Z game." You should you should look up this other OSR is the big one. Look, I got to be honest with you. I am not going to get Lamentations of the Flame Princess, Osric, uh, OSR Essentials, all these games. They're all the same fucking game to me. No, they're not. I just got. I've just made a whole bunch of people scream. They're the same fucking game to me. They're all AD and D. Type or, in the comments below. Yeah, or, or D and D. So no, I don't need to own every single variety of OSR that's out there. It, you know, show me something unique and special out of that one. Uh, you know, then maybe I'll consider it. But uh, so, so no, I I can't write something for you know Lamentations or some Petal Throne or uh, what was that? The Ravenslayer was a uh, you know I know it's pretty old school. I I'm not going to get all those games. You can kind of see my games. That's not up to date. I have more games than that. Like I think I've said before, uh, right there is actually Bessem. You <laughs> uh, know, snuck in there. Plus I have Vason and so forth. Um, but if it's a game you know I've got, or if you want it for an old school D and D type thing like AD and D Second Edition, especially, yeah, I'd have no problem. They did not for me. Uh, I, I don't take requests like that. What I what what I would do is if in Discord or in the comments or whatever, or and the people who end up playing the Call of Cthulhu eventually, like, yeah, I want to do it again, but I don't want to do Call of Cthulhu. I'll be like, no, 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 hang on. I will put in Discord all the games I'm willing to game master. I will name them all. Whatever, whatever ones get the highest votes win. There you go. Also, there's a type of adventure. Heathen Dog would be much, much better at writing an investigatory adventure than me. Because I get lost. I'm kind of like Garthon in this one. Maybe Garthon's better now, but 20-some years ago, Garthon would get lost in his own webs. <laughs> like, where's everything going? That's this guy. Like, oh, oh, and then this, and then this. But this is related. It'd be look like a, a World War I treaty map. I mean, that, that would be me. And uh, so I don't like to do strict investigations. I also don't like puzzles because I think they're there only to fuck with players. And I don't like to do that. Doesn't mean they can't exist. I'm just saying like a full-on puzzle adventure. You know, but I've got uh, the next one that I plan on doing is uh, what I was going to run for the Earthdawn group that I was running. Uh, was it two years ago now? I'm probably going to convert that either to a d and I might keep it Earthdawn. I don't know. Uh, but that's the one I... Uh, I think I'm going to do next. I'm a, I'm a bi-location GM. West Marshall players find their own adventure. That makes it simple. That's an easy one to write. You are here. <laughs> Done. Uh, In fact, that's the name of the adventure. You are here. There you go. <laughs> so... So the, the points in all this, because we're going to wrap this up in a bubble and actually maybe not have a six-hour stream today, is to say, hey, let us know what you guys think, what you guys want. Let us know what, you know what we can do to give back. Uh, if you have no intention ever of paying us any money, you watch for free. Totally fine. 
but understand that some of this content coming forward might not be for you. Uh, and it's not to be a dick about it. It's actually, this is the free content right here. We want to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this, but we want to give people who do donate to us something a little extra some to more. thank yes. them for, yeah, for their, to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let us know on our Discord. That's what it's there for, which means you should probably get our Discord link, huh? So let me show it. Because I don't have it readily well, available if, if to copy and paste. they're watching this on YouTube, they should be able to hit the show more button to get all the links. And if they're watching this on Twitch, they should That's scroll down are. and the link for Discord's there as well. If you're watching this on a tablet or a phone, you, you're, you're too poor. We don't want you around. Get, get, a, get, get a real computer. You know what they're going to say to us? We're just too old. <laughs> But uh, to my to my understanding, uh, if you're on a tablet or a phone, you can't just scroll down and and uh, get the link for Discord, or there at least go. very easily. There you go. It's in chat. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't want to kick this around anymore. I think I got all this stuff on the notes. Uh, we talked about possible time change. We talked about oh, the only thing I didn't mention as well. I'm gone because I do have notes on here about my move. Heathen Dog may need you to help him co-host. He may need a co-host. I mean, he could ride solo like I did last week. I could, yeah. But you know what? Hey, Crafty's apparently been paying to get on here, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. And of course, I can, I can, I can get Garthon on here probably at least once. And uh, you know, maybe uh, Sauce Mouse or Duncan or you know, I, I, I got options. Duncan's got his damn pronouns on Twitter now. I almost removed him from our Twitter. <laughs> then I realized who it was. I was like, God damn it! Stop with the stupid pronouns. Nobody gives a shit. And with that, subscribe. <laughs> All right. And hit the bell icon for notifications. There you go. All right. Okay, that, that is it. Unless you have anything you want to wrap up, nope. uh, I think we're good for today. Let's, uh, let's go to segment we can move three. move on to segment three. Probably could have done that a few minutes ago. I wasn't thinking about it. Give me a minute, though, because I'm going to use the little heathen dogs room. Okay, I'm going to get the link. Unless you already did, I'm going to get the link ready. Boom. All right, I'm going to send the link out to you guys. So what is segment three? Let me get the link out to you first. That is the link. Segment three is where you can join us on the show. And uh, do you have thoughts, experience, opinions, share? Do you have any TTRPG-related news or commentary? Or do you want to challenge us? Tell me how great I am. That word in parentheses doesn't exist. What are the rules for being on the show? You need to be a follower or subscriber. You need to stay on topic. Be pithy. Eh, we'll see. And uh, watch the language. If I get us kicked off of YouTube, that's my business. If you get me kicked off of YouTube, well, I can't legally threaten you. Oh, Crafty's in. All right, let's get Crafty in here. Boom. And I have to drag myself down because, you know, I have to be on the bottom. What's going on, man? What is going on, guys? Not too much. Uh, let me. I can't get the. Where's the damn banner for segment three? There it is. Okay. So what do you got? Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can hear me. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. So is as far as streaming games and all of that kind of stuff. The problem with streaming games is that in order to make a streaming game successful, you have to make it entertaining. And for that, you have to put your rules aside or many of the rules aside, because there's a big difference between say the glass cannon podcast, or there's a big difference between uh, critical role and then just 
watching any other D&D stream where they're sitting around the table and they're rolling and they're all okay does a 32 hit it's it's there there's a give and a take there so when people are watching streams or at least they're watching good streams they're not really watching tabletop rpg they're watching improv like true improv yeah mm-hmm. I got it. I mean, uh, for 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 my Call of Cthulhu adventure, it's written for a convention, so it's written to be very rules light, like I said. And I I found a uh, uh, a die roller with a GUI that I like that makes sounds and everything. You see the dice roll around, and it's a you know it, it's a little like monkey entertaining, but it's something you know. Instead of like oh, oh you rolled a four, you can see it happen. Yeah. And then, Boom, like that, you know, so stuff like that. So yeah, I've been I've been thinking about that as well. So yeah, that that is that is very important. Entertaining is uh, is the most important thing for the viewers, but you have to walk that line of entertainment and uh, f- have the players feel like that they're actually contributing to to the gameplay. You got to have the rules, but have it be faster paced than normal. You got to walk that tightrope. So I don't one know if I can do things it. like for, for, for me, when I, uh, I'd like to think my style in, in one regard, there's going to be another guard that completely refutes this, but a lens to an online stream game better than some other people's because I'm, I'm pretty interactive with the people at the table. I wouldn't be interactive with chat. But I'm always like, okay, well, hey, what are you doing? Are you doing this? Hey, put put some move behind it. Remember how I used to go off of James Brown all the time? Yeah, that was his name. Uh, about he's like, I want to do this. I'd be like, dude, explain it. What, what do you got? Come on, put some energy into it. Let's let's talk. As let's your talk character. About, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, do it as, as your, your character. character. Don't tell me what your character's doing. Have your character say what he's doing. Right. Yeah. The flip side of that is I don't like to sit down to GM, it's with the exception of when I'm rolling combat rolls. I stand up. It helps me be more expressive. It helps me to. Uh, you know, engage the players more aptly because you can yeah. walk around to them and point at them and, you know, like, yeah, do that stuff like that. When you're standing up, you can do that Impart the energy you want them to have, <laughs> but online, you may not be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Sitting well, here. Sorry, go on. It, it also comes down to that. A lot of YouTubers, a lot of YouTube personalities, and um, I'll take you know one of my favorites is Matt Coville. I love l- listening to Matt Coville. I love watching his videos. He puts. So I'd like much- to argue with him on a few things, though. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't agree with him, but he puts so much energy and he has so much passion for when he talks about uh, how to DM or how to play, how to create a world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then, and no offense to Matt Coville, when you go to watch his Chain of Acheron game, it's boring. And that's just because in the moment, you can't, he doesn't put the same like emphasis into the game or they stop too often to look up this or to go grab midis to put on the table. He's actually trying to play a real game. Whereas mm-hmm. the more entertaining uh, streams again. I mean, uh, I do not like Critical Role because of what they what they have done to the hobby, but I do appreciate the entertainment that they're putting out because they are all voice actors and very good at what they do. <laughs> Whereas, um, like uh, the Glass Cannon podcast, they strike that middle ground of I'm going to roll dice and I'm going to curse you, and if you get that roll or that uh, that rule wrong, I'm going to sit there and go, "Hey, you got that rule wrong," and they'll argue for like five or ten minutes. But again, <laughs> those guys, they're all stand-up comedians, so oh, okay. yeah, so they understand 
you know, what entertainment is and how to come across as entertaining. Yeah, See, the, well, the most important they, thing with the uh, the difference between the voice actors and the stand-up comedians to normal people is they they know how to riff off each other and they understand pacing. They also and understand that, audience. That is that is really hallmarks of of viewing entertainment. Mm-hmm. Whereas normal so, people are not going to be able to pull that off. Now, unlike you, Max, and I think that you're wholly wrong and terribly wrong. I like Modifius's games, uh, specifically Conan. That's no I don't like Modifius here. as a company. Not that it's not no, the I games. <laughs> They're bad but, people. It's like Paizo. Yeah. <laughs> um, watching or reading their games is exciting, especially like Conan. They, you know, they talk about how you know Conan uh, he he jumps into a pit of fighters and cuts a guy's arm off and uses momentum to grab the guy's arm and slap another guy across the face. But watching Modifius employees play Conan. I'd rather stab myself in the ear. Watching tabletop role-playing games to me is very similar to watching golf. Golf's a a sport I'll go hang out or fishing. I'll go out and hang out with some friends and do it, you know, drinking some beer, talking, you know, shooting the shit, so on and so forth. But I never, ever, ever, ever want to watch somebody do it. There's just nothing in this world that could make me want to watch somebody play around a golf or sit on a boat for a fishing trip. Remember in the 80s, they used to have that freaking ABC sports crap and people be fishing? What the hell? Uh, I, you just couldn't get me to do it. Now, if that's for you or somebody else, that that's fine. I no, it's boring as, as as and it's for the exact reasons that you said. The people who are there at the table are engaged in it, unless you're Bob playing your Game Boy. Uh, you're engaged. You're engaged in the game. <laughs> Not today. Uh, you're you're engaged in the game. Therefore, the time passes differently. You're focusing on what the other players are doing or what your character might do or, or whatever. It's the game master. I'm trying to rattle all that through, try, trying to, you did this, you did that. What's the next thing? Hey, give me a name for an NPC because I suck at names. You know, whatever, you know, just trying to keep it, keep it moving. But when you're sitting back, just staring at it, isn't a lot happening. You know? and, and like you said, that's how the game's played. And, all, you know, all the riffing, all the uh, side, look, if they're all professionals, it would probably work out. But when you're not professional, it's just distracting. Well, and like you said, they know how to riff off each other. They know how to, they're, they're already thinking of the next thing to say or the next thing to do by the time the GM is finished. So, well, okay. So Armin, yeah, I, I get that. I understand. But the actual game itself is, it's just, I don't know. It, it's not as fun as watching Matt Coville get super excited talking about uh, Dune or mm-hmm. about how he's creating his world and stuff like that. So all that aside. Now, as far as your adventure goes. Oh, really? Um, Here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It is a great introductory adventure. And I can see how you can take that adventure and mold it to just about any game that you're playing. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to say that it was uh, it was ec- extraordinarily entertaining for my group. But we had a my, very interesting way of resolving it that I never would have thought well, of ever in a million uh, years. So, but my group has well, they're they're scared of they're scared of just about everything that I throw at them. Um, be it uh, uh, be it my daughters, be it. Uh, any other group because, well, there was um, an article that I read a couple of years ago called Tucker's Cobalts. Okay. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yes. And basically the, 
a kobold itself um, out in a forest is not going to be dangerous. A group of kobolds out in a forest is not going to be dangerous. It's also not going to be stupid enough to fight you. Correct. Whereas you get that kobold in his, in his cave or his castle or whatever, you probably will never see the kobold, but you will certainly feel the oil that gets dumped on you, the fire that gets lit, the spears and arrows that get flung at you. And, and you'll hear some yipping in the background just to... <laughs> Right. Just to intensify it a little more. So I um I will have I will have fake switches on the walls that when you uh when you turn the switches, a, a gelatinous cube falls on top of you. That's mean. These were well, smart kobolds. How'd yeah. they capture yeah. the gelatinous cube? Well, How'd they put it in the cage? How'd they get well, the trap? Well, here's one of, here's one of the things. You no, know, crafty's uh onto something here and, and you know, whether it's a book you read and so forth, like goblins, kobolds, whatever might be stupid in the literate sense, in the scientific sense. But they've, first of all, if you want to get all scientific about it, they've evolved to survive. Therefore, they're going to have capability to survive. One-on-one, -on -one, you're going you're gonna to beat it. Ten-on-ten, ten, you're going to beat it. Hell, ten-on-a-hundred, you might beat it because, you know, you're used to fighting in straight lines with shields and so forth, and they're just used to yipping and throwing sticks at things. But exactly as Crafty said, they are ingenious enough to make traps. They are in G, even if they don't exactly understand the science behind it, it's like a monkey using a stick to eat ants. It understands how to use a tool. And, and that's one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people do with these smaller creatures. Like, you can't use a goblin after first level or I have to throw 700 of them at them. No, you don't. Crafty said it right on the spot. They don't have to see the goblins. Now, I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to let Crafty finish that up because it sounded like he wasn't quite done there because I have a question about traps with Crafty and see if uh, see how he feels about them. Uh, so going back to, to your adventure, how they, how they resolved it was they went through the tunnel, which the tunnel is small. It's, it's much smaller than the larger, than the larger rooms, or at least that's how I read it in your, in your adventure. They, they, they saw a fire. They saw something behind the fire and then they backed up and they backed up to the entrance of the cave. Mm -hmm. They used pittons and hammers to hammer all the way around the cave to basically weaken the structure. They then went through to go find out what it was. Their fighter got hacked to pieces. The sorcerer went back to the car, went back to basically where, where all of the, the orcs had stashed all the stuff and says, you said that it was a merchant's cart, right? I said, yes. They said, is there fertilizer on it? Uh, roll scouting. Yes. Oh, so, you, so you let them find the cart? Uh, no, no, no. The, it let them find the stuff that was on the cart. Okay. So, because um, basically, you know, the, the, the orcs took, took the stuff off the cart because I figured that the reason that they were uh, stopping the cart and whatnot is because they were, they, they wanted the stuff either for themselves or to sell it or, or whatever to trade. Fair enough. Um, and so then they said, okay, so then the sorcerer asked, is there alchemy supplies, magnesium, whatever, all that kind of stuff? <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's roll. They said, and I said, yes. They said, perfect. I am going to take a huge handful of fertilizer and then a huge handful of magnesium and throw it in a water skin and basically throw it down the, uh, the cave entrance. And I went, I, I thought for a minute and I went, I, I cannot not reward that ingenuity do they have alchemy as a skill or so, some kind of uh chemical knowledge to have them know what happens when you do that 
I figured as a sorcerer who uses, uh, or uh, no, not a sorcerer, uh, what is it, a wizard, who uses um, uh, spell components would know how those spell components react. So I'm, I'm always torn on that because because I'm, I'm with Heathen Dog in, uh, in one regard, but I'm with you in the other regard. And, and oh man, that, that's always a tough one for me because I want players to think outside the box and not just do things, magic missile, magic missile, magic missile but all the not, time. Not use, not use knowledge that the player themselves wouldn't have. You know, and, if, but, but like he said, he had him make a roll. If uh, the... Mm-hmm. If the fighter asked this question, which the fighter was cleaved into, but if the fighter had asked this question, I would have said no. Um, if um, if if the uh, the if if the druid asked these questions, uh, maybe. But since the sorcerer asked these questions and the sorcerer is learned and acknowledged, I said yes. Here, here's the thing, and this is a perfect example. Of uh, you know, with with this comment here, thank you, Zero Theory, and with what people are saying, I, I, this is why I I'm gonna say something here. But Crafty, you did nothing wrong. The intent was no, there was literally nothing. The the orcs got off of that, saw the two dead dogs. Yeah, I'm kind of giving away some of the adventure. Rushed inside, and you saw what happened. So there there wasn't supposed to be anything. However, Crafty changed that. This this is why it is open. This is why it isn't defined in there exactly what happened to every little piece of something. He decided that the cart was there, at least the stuff was there, the orcs took the stuff off, and then whatever happened, happened, and, uh, and went from there. This is how two different people can run the same module different ways. Going back with, on, on the fertilizer thing, I lean towards probably no, because like, like Arnman said, fertilizer wasn't really magnesium and nitrogen back then, but you know what? rewarding characters for ingenuity and for thinking outside the box i wouldn't have said that the ca- that the cave could have been taken down but it worked it was it was thinking on the character's part it worked for his game it didn't did it break the module to you no no it it, it didn't in fact they were a little hesitant to go further into the cave knowing that this <laughs> creature was there so they didn't find like the back entrance as as an example. But oh, they didn't even make it down to really? No, no, no. They they found that it was caved in, but they did not want to oh. take the time oh, to okay. to excavate it because they didn't know if um Mrs. Minotaur was coming back. <laughs> what about what about the fire demons? Uh fire demons, they left them alone. So oh, they really? didn't Yeah. So again, my players, they're very They're Nancy's. Wait, wait, wait. No. If, if the, the fire demons should have attacked as soon as they went down to the stable area. It's, it says far, when the last PC leaves, uh, the, they, they attack. I don't know if they... I don't think they okay. made it... Or I give away have, the entire I'm, adventure right I know. It's, it's okay. That's okay. I must have read it wrong. Uh, or at least in, in, in play, it didn't come up. because you Did know, you in, have fun? Did they oh, have absolutely. fun? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, because in that, I was reading that if they get close to the fire, then the fire demons will attack. So they, they stayed away. You know, they're, they're not Nancy's, but they mm-hmm. certainly poke everything with a 10 foot pole before. <laughs> Which in, you know, in for games like DCC, Forbidden Lands, you know, pretty much anything that's old school. I know it's considered rules light, not old school, but it has an old school mentality to it that can kill you in an instant. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. So I have, look. That, I have run that adventure multiple times for multiple different game systems. 
usually replacing the minotaur with a different creature like uh i used uh what are those damn zombies called in earth on um oh my god the ones when you hit them once they attack four times after that uh you know cadaver men you know cadaver. replacing with, with cadaver men you know things things like that because you know different games need different uh creatures but uh yeah i i, I i've never had it happen the way that you said could be because i was running it though too and i was thinking differently than you were and this is what the fun was of making this module i think it would have been easier to make a module from scratch than take something that i've run over are my notes here no they're not here uh was a total of seven pages of notes total for everything, including maps and 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 sheets and so forth, seven pages ended up turning into a thirty-page module, twenty-eight because cover uh, page module, and Crafty still saw it differently than me. To me, that's a good thing because it allows the people to sit at the table and play it the way they felt it should have been played. I wouldn't have let Craft or what happened. Uh, I wouldn't have let happen what happened in Crafty's game, but it worked for them. So that that's making me happy to say that this is a this is a product that people will want to, you know, find their own way of resolving. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example of sort of my player's ingenuity. Um, okay. What there was a, I was running an adventure. They found a, a temple that was out in the middle of a desert. They go inside and they notice that there's like insects and stuff like that, all, like all down the temple, like uh, hieroglyphics of insects and everything like that. They get to the they get to the end of the tunnel and there's an elevator which is basically it's a, a crude elevator to go down. They hear scurrying underneath them and stuff like that. So what did they do? They took one of their horses and put the horse on the elevator and then sent the elevator down. Okay. <laughs> I hope there are no druids. Well, no. And then what they did was is there's two braziers that were on either side of the elevator and they were filled with oil. They then dumped those braziers of oil and stuff like that down the elevator as soon as they heard the horse being eaten. Okay. So that those are the type of players that I deal with is is, is they try to avoid combat as much as possible because they know once they're in combat, they're probably going to die. Do you run a lot of DCC? No, I do play in some DCC, though. Because uh, that sounds like something you'd do in DCC, because especially during the funnel stuff, like I got one hit point. Screw that. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I it's a lot of uh, AD&D. Uh, 1e and 2e sensibility that I bring to the table. So, and then um, I also have that book that you mentioned, which was the monsters know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so my players have figured like when I ran, I ran a group for the first time through minds of Fandelver because they wanted to play 5e. Okay. Right. In the, one of the first areas is a goblin cave. The paladin decided to go, you know, uh, Leroy Jenkins and run into the room with all of the goblins. Which, in what theory, he, if you just do numbers, might work sometimes. Correct, because he saw three goblins standing there with short swords. What he didn't see was the four other goblins that were around the corner that had readied actions with their bows. And that paladin fell. Didn't die. He fell. No. And then the goblin sat there and says, well, you can either come get your buddy or you can leave. If you come get your buddy, same fate will happen. Well, I hope you're faithful. I'm out. <laughs> hope God likes you. No, I, I, uh, I like that book, even though it's a fifth edition book. 
Uh, the monsters know what they're doing. I like it be because... How do I say this? It explains that uh, that the game mechanics for a creature aren't just, oh, yeah, 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 goblins can sneak or whatever. No, there's a reason for that. It's an evolutionary reason. It's a reason that makes, you know, yeah, one goblin still wouldn't, you know, three goblins themselves wouldn't beat that paladin, probably. However, the goblin stood there, lured the pal paladin, used the paladin against himself, and then... Oh, I mean, even if you go beyond that, if I remember reading the goblin correctly, they, they could what? Move, or they can they can fire, hide, and move all in the same round if they do it in like the right order or something like that. Yes. So in, in, in one regard, those goblins can choose to never be found. Right, and... When looking at when looking at stat blocks for any game, you have to you really do have to to read all of the stat block. And if it specifically has something that says, oh, bonus action hide, the goblin will use that every single time it can. Same thing with dragons. Dragons will use fire breath whenever it is ready, no matter what. They will use it. Lich will use his most powerful spells anytime he gets. They're not going to go soft on the on the PCs. I I had a high level adventure where one of the um he was uh, an assassin. He reached out from behind a rock, shot the dragon, and then bonus hit and then uh, bonus action to hide. So he was hiding behind the rock. The dragon just turned around and melted the rock and the assassin behind the rock. And the player throws up like his pencils and stuff like that and says, that's completely unfair. And I says, no, if you get hit with a with something, anything, you're going to know what direction it came from. And when you turn around and you only see the rock there, guess what? Chances are what you got hit from is behind the rock. Plus, what what the hell was he doing attacking a dragon, having no chance to kill it? And expecting to live, I don't understand. Um, you know, this reminds me of a story. Just, just to be fair, this is reminding me of an Earth Dawn story, Heathen Dog. So he, it was a, <laughs> it was a fifteen plus level adventure to where, and it was in five e, and essentially the players at that time could kill a dragon. But one character in one shot, or one character. I mean, was was he assuming something else was going to happen? Like uh, he friend? was. He, he was he had he had seven attacks at that point because you know five he gets ridiculous with that yeah. plus okay. he had uh, uh, plus he was trying to sneak attack essentially while the dragon was distracted by everything else in front of him. So, so the guy I mentioned a couple of times about the Game Boy uh, when his character died, he was kind of doing something similar except for these are wyvern oh, Drake. I remember the Drake. Yeah, yeah, uh, fl flying overhead, and he's like, "Well, I roll scouting." Or not scout, uh, stealth. Okay? And he's like, because he's trying to lead them away from the party. Noble action. Gotta give him that one. But uh, he decided to run, and he's gonna hide behind rocks and roll his stealth. I'm like, okay, you roll your stealth. Like, they're flying above you. They're just looking down. It's not like you turned invisible. Looking down. And he still, to this day, is pissed off at me that I killed his, uh... Like, some things have to be common sense. They can't just be numbers. And uh, right. you know, sorry, go on. I said right. And again, if you're gonna if you're going to attack and then hide behind a tree and you're not gonna move, guess what? The monsters are gonna know you're behind that tree. Well, on, more than unless you're on the edge of a forest, they may they might not know exactly which tree you're behind. 
But if their answer is to just burn down the whole forest, well, you're, you're boned. Well, <laughs> again, it comes back to the story of my yeah. father told me, who was a Marine, who said that if you come up to a castle or you come up to a barricade or anything like that, don't try to sneak around it to shoot what's ever behind it. Just destroy it. Yeah. Because you'll destroy what's ever inside. No more cover. <laughs> All right, then. Um, I've put up the list I, a couple of times. And I, I didn't see the time. Oh, well, I was going to actually say this first and then see if you had anything else you wanted to say. Oh, I mean, yeah. um, but uh, I put up the link a couple of times. Didn't see anybody want to join here. So uh, we'll let Crafty finish up talking about whatever he wants to talk about. Then I think we're going to end it for today. So what, uh, uh, Crafty, do uh, you have anything yeah. about uh, Rifts Japan? you have anything about uh, um, anything about Call of Cthulhu or anything about uh, the future of Legion of Myth? Yeah, future Legion of Myth. Anything, anything you want us to see, want us to do anything we spoke about earlier? Go ahead and so, comment on. I, I this show should never change. It should stay exactly the same. As exactly the same. As, <laughs> okay, as far as um, like the real games and stuff like that don't necessarily have to stream them. But what you can do is for monetary backers and subscribers and everything like that, which by the way, guys, my subscriptions to you are probably going to be running out soon. So you have to fork out your own money for these guys and their content. Um, but the, <laughs> well, thank uh, you very much. <laughs> um, the, just getting in the discord and playing a game for subscribers or backers without having to um, stream it is perfectly fine. You don't have to do that. And we have the private set. You know about that, but we have the yeah. private section as well. So, I mean, it could easily be streamed there. So that's yeah, fine. So and, and, and if, if that's what the majority of the people who, who are backers want to do, then pff, there you go. You know, I won't stream it. I, I, I may record it, I think you the know, Call of Cthulhu one still needs to be streamed because that's kind of how we announced it yeah, from the that, beginning. That was, but, it, but anything for after the, that, yeah. For yeah. the for the 2000 subscriber thing for YouTube, that was a special thing. So it has to be, you know, if not streamed, at least released in, on, on YouTube. You know, it's got to happen. But uh, going forward after that, then yeah, I'm completely open to just, just playing. And I will record it, but um, that's just in case. Like, that's a just in case thing. That, that is, it has no plans of being released. Uh, maybe maybe in a in a chopped up format of some way, but you know, mo mostly mostly if I fuck up and it's going to be a blooper, that'll be me. You know, it'll just be <laughs> me screwing up. But uh, yeah, but if you just want it uh, want it not not streamed, eh, that's fine. I mean, whatever. It, just an idea. And then yeah. the next world book I would like you to cover is my favorite world book, which is England. I love the England world book. I think it's oh, Rift England. Yeah, it's just it's too good. Is it as it good is, as Moons and Avalon? It is. Yeah, it's 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 another one where where they, they mostly went the other way, you know, than than North America, where they embrace embrace the magic timing because because the magic is so prevalent in on, on the whole island, is especially in the north, like Ireland and Scotland and shit. Oh my god, dude. And fairies and pixies and all kinds of weird shit up there. And I know it's better than Rifts Japan because they copied stuff about the Millennium Tree wholesale yes. from England to Japan. Yes, they did. Like, like, like I said when I did it. I mean, uh, they they had to reprint from uh, either either Rifts <laughs> England or Wormwood the Millennium Tree info because they had a Millennium Tree and they didn't want people to have to buy the other book. 
Oh, and Lost Ogre, I do keep notes. <laughs> these days, I'm going to remember to write my thoughts down so I can I can remember why I wanted to call in. <laughs> hey, always, Lost, always have notes. Lost Ogre promotes our always stuff know. on on Parlor, and I like that. Yep. But at any rate, you guys have a good rest of the show. You as well. well, well I'm glad, hey, I'm week. glad you like the adventure. And uh, I, I do look forward to your final comments on this because uh, next week is when I want to either get it up to drive through. I have to actually get it approved by Free League first. Oh, uh, you have to send me the new draft with all of the corrections so that I can rip that apart too. <laughs> well, the, no. once it's done, it's done. <laughs> but uh, you, I got to see Heathen Dog's looking at it. Sheris is looking at it. Garthon, hopefully, will look at it. Von Zark, I think, wants to take one more pass at it. You, and then, uh, then yeah, then, uh, then it's going to go up and, you know. So, but uh, all right. No, I do appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, in the next week or so, I can get that on Drive Through RPG. And of course, I mean, you already have access to the final or the the private uh, part of our Discord, so that's where I'm going to post right. it also. Because everybody there, in theory, is a paid backer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, cool, cool. Well, thank you very much, man. I absolutely do appreciate both your comments here and you looking over my stuff. You're welcome. And, and all Peace the donations out. you donated again today. You donated like I every did. time. So thank you for that. See, he wants us to not change the format. He pays. We're not yeah, going to change the go. format. Well, yeah, <laughs> money walks and all you others walk. I mean, you know, money talks, all you others walk. That's how it works. <laughs> all, right. So. all right. Thanks again, man. Cool. All right. I put the link out there a bunch of times, so I think we can just go through the obligatories and call it a day. And actually, this is a little bit shorter episode, three and a half hours. I don't know if you consider that short. Right. But, hey, you know, you know what? Maybe I'll replace my motherboard tonight rather than tomorrow because now I got time. There you go. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's go through First of all, subscribe and click that bell icon for notifications. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. I'm going to start with this one because as we were talking about, especially during segment two, come to our discord. Let us know what you guys think. If you like something we've done, let us know that if you want us to do something different, let us know that if you want, uh, you know, if you got a comment about something, didn't want to put it in the chat here, uh, go ahead and put it on our Discord. We're pretty much, you know, with some some exceptions, there are rules, but we're pretty much free speech on our Discord. Uh, yeah, it's, it's mainly stuff that's that's going to get Discord to shut down our channel we don't like. Well, we also you know, have two sections. We have a, a, a specific section for not safe for work. So if you really feel yeah. like ranting like me, put it in the not safe for work section. That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we don't care. We don't, you know, I think the rules are no politics, uh, no real world religion or something like that. I, I, whatever you'll see them when you get here, but, uh, yeah, come talk to us on discord. We'll know more about you know, what you want. Also, sometimes you guys post a video and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, I thought this was neat. And it causes us to rant and gives us a segment to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's good. You know, that, that helps as well. Uh, you can check out the website. I plan on putting some more bloggy type stuff on the website once I get settled into my new location. So it's not going to be for a few months on that one. But uh, I've been looking around at other uh, content creators. And, you know, they're not going to be long, like 18 page blogs. They're just going to be, you know, thoughts about this or how to handle that or something like that. Things that we kind of don't do on this. That's actually something I didn't talk about in segment two. Oh, well. Not this time. Um, you know, but of course, follow us on our, or was it like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on Parlor and Twitter. Spread our news. We see something out there that we like, which is very rarely unless somebody adds me. If you add us, I respond to almost everything. If I see it, I usually respond to it. 
Yeah. If uh, if you don't, I'm not on Twitter. I actually got rid of, I don't know, Heathen Dog, if you noticed this, but uh, I got rid of like 120 people we were following last week. Because uh, I was just so sick and tired of, don't, I don't care. I don't care. It was A lot of stuff was because of the Legion Myth live stream. So I'd follow like every comic book creator, artist, and so on and so forth. Uh, we have Subscribestar instead of Patreon because Patreon has rules that I won't comply with. So that's what our Subscribestar is. Uh, but uh, I still haven't given them my t our tax information, so they might not pay me. But eh, whatever. We have one, <laughs> we have one background Subscribestar right now. But uh, it's the same thing as uh, as Patreon. But uh, I don't have to deal with the shenanigans rules of Patreon. Not liking that I said a poopoo word. Uh, and then of course you can buy your stuff on Redbubble. Which I think I showed off our ta tampons of the coast shirt earlier, <laughs> but, but we're there. We're there. We're, we want to. We want to. Uh, we want to talk to you, but uh, you need to talk to us first, so you know we know it's what you want you to actually hear from us. Um, uh, to, to, uh, thank you to our monetary backers. We say that a lot, but uh, you know what? They're the people that. Uh, and let's be honest. You could spend your money wherever you want. It's COVID time. It's still COVID time. Yeah, I said it. That, that'll demonetize this video. Whatever. But uh, it's. People are, are hurting right now. We're getting stimulus checks, I hope, maybe at some point and so forth. I got so them. You got them, so there you yeah. go. So that means I have, to, I have to respect even more people who donate to this channel. Because, you know, thank you. Or maybe not respect you because you're not feeding your kids. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, absolutely, we appreciate every whether it's bits. Uh, Ravens likes to give us bits. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Crafty likes to give us uh, donations, however you do it. Uh, Bruce Lombardo has given us super chats. Absolutely, you never, you never have to respect me. <laughs> uh, but no, we absolutely we appreciate every little bit of it. We also appreciate uh, the people who just watch and comment. Our followers and subscribers, our chatters and lurkers, was, was Spectral Fire not lurking today? Yes, not. Ah, our number one lurker. And where's Baldahar? He's green on, on uh, Discord. Have to have a talk with him. <laughs> All right. And we want to thank, uh, if you, again, if you don't want to give money to us, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, that's another thing. If you've got uh, tabletop role-playing channels you think that would be good for us to be friends with, let us know on Discord, and I will add them to the friends of the channel. Otherwise, for now, hover over, if you're watching on Twitch, hover over the screen, and you will see a list of channels of people that we like. And, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Give them a subscribe. Like Theoretically, yeah. Subscribe to them, but make sure when you subscribe, oh, you, you say Legion of Miss sent you. Where's Spectral Fire? Oh, green on Discord doesn't mean... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Yep. That's fair. Oh, there you yep. go. See, there's the obligatory Spectral Fire comment. <laughs> Love it. Ah. Just to think, I used to play MechWarrior online, and he used to give me crap then. All right. All right, move on. Yeah, where, what is our next one? Is that it? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. So we're to your final... Uh, no, don't, don't need to do that. We're to your final words of the day. Final comment. All right. Well, uh, well, first I want to thank everyone for coming by. Really appreciate it. And uh, apparently uh, Rip's book, at least on... Rip's books, at least on YouTube, are getting a lot of traction. That's nice. From one or two people, but they're very vocal and they love it to death. And of course, uh, just now on chat, we had... Uh, um, someone is saying, Hey, uh, zero, zero theory. We're saying, uh, you know, the, the glad someone's doing riffs because, you know, he hasn't looked at it a long time and it's a good system. It is. 
it's a it is a storyteller system because it is backstory. That's what it is. And backstory is not bad. Backstory allows you to create all the things you want to make. It gives a framework for the players. No one's lost. Everything's fine. I love those kinds of games. I hope you love them too. So yeah, that's about it. All right. So my final words of wisdom are going to be uh, talk to us on YouTube. Wait, talk to us on you. Talk to us on Discord. Talk or to us on, or YouTube, yeah. Uh, but uh, talk to us on Discord. Let us know what you like and what you want. Uh, I can't guarantee. I mean, we're not going to do things we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, hey, maybe things that we're a little skeptical about, or things that were I didn't even think about that, are are things we could try, or at least look into. We won't we won't ignore them. We might not accept them, but we won't ignore them. So talk talk to us on our Discord. Uh, let us know your thoughts, and uh, like I said, what you what. You, what you like and what you want, and, and we'll look into that because we want to provide it. And uh, with that, uh, I, want, I do want to say welcome to 2021, our first episode Yay! of 2021. <laughs> I hope it is a much better year for you and yours than 2020, even if you had a great 2020. I hope this is even better for you and your family. And with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. <laughs>